What's up, bruh? You're listening to an FTCR podcast. <laughs> Nerd. Sonic says. Hello, everybody. I am FTA and very happy to finally introduce uh, the second season of Sonic Says. Uh, we'll just dub this the reign of IDW. Um, we've been putting this off for a while because we wanted to get a uh, full roll call, which we have now. So we'll start with you. Say your name. Hey, oh, it's Jono. You, say something. Something. Ah, uh, that's team. our teammate. We got jokes here, but we don't. Uh, and you, waka waka. you say something. I am. No, no, that's dead. Season two. <laughs> Be more angsty. Pick a new username that people can actually spell. No numbers. Yeah, no numbers. Replacing letters, you nuts. I don't know. You Bobo? had yeah, you Bobo. Had Bobo. Bobo. You're okay. now Babu. Babu. Babu, and you know, since uh, since season one, he's taken out the fact that he's a member of this podcast from his Twitter bio. So really, Did he I? doesn't deserve to be here. Oh yeah, you took it out. I you took it out. You took it out to say that you were a fan of Yoshi, which oh, that's fine. Uh, that's no, it was, fine. It was, it was Wario, actually. Not I rededicated myself. I rebaptized myself <laughs> in the Sonic <laughs> comic fandom. I put everything up there. Oh, he put everything up there, all right? Number hashtag number one Antoine fan. That's up there. <laughs> so, <laughs> number one Vector fan. Is that up there? Is that in your bio? It's in my bio. No, no, he, he's well, beyond, he's beyond his biggest fan. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Everybody loves Mod. <laughs> no, and then there's Mod. More Flanners is dead. Well, also yeah. B. Arthur's dead. So we thought uh, before we uh, got into uh, how we're going to break down this this season. So we're going to do things slightly differently this season. After um, we've been threatening it for a while, and based on some uh, viewer feedback, we are finally going to be tackling. Sonic the Comic, STC, and Old School Archie uh, in this. What we're, we're going to be doing is um, essentially doing them in blocks, and the, the episodes are going to be varied. So, you know, issue one, we're going to be starting with the first four issues of IDW. Next episode, we're going to be doing uh, the first, the first, five, first five issues of STC, and then the issue after, episode after that... We will be doing um, the first four issues yeah, of zero for Archie. three, the uh, miniseries. The miniseries, and it's essentially with old school Archie, we're going to be basically just going by the archives. We'll basically, I think we'll just review one archive, an episode because those uh, I think are four. For the, that's not how I did it, but no, okay. Yeah. Well then, do, 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 what I did is I stayed up way too late. And I used the Archie Sonic Wikia, whatever it's, uh, the Mobius Wikia. And I went through and was like, what is the reading order for this? So we okay. are going to be tackling this, like I've never actually tackled this, and we are going to be reading it in order except for one particular thing. Okay. Which you know what is, and we'll announce that later. Okay, yeah. What do we want to I... announce that now? Well, we can, we can announce it now. At the time of this recording, we are recording this on September 3rd. On, I want to say, November 10th. Yes. Uh, we will be having our first Sonic Says live show at the uh, Sonic and Sega Fan Jam event hosted in Savannah, Georgia. We are going to, to be doing a live review slash breakdown 
slash, oh God, why does this exist, of one of the more infamous issues <laughs> that plagued the Archie run, we were, of course, referring to Ken Pender's magnum opus. That is Sonic Live. Sonic Live. It is 100% Pender's, too, except for maybe the coloring. But it's it's him drawing, inking, and writing it. His kid is in it. It's pure it's Penders. Pure Penders. OG Penders. Yes. But anyway. <laughs> but anyway. But um, so we will closer to the event. We will um, provide more information. Um, if you want to get tickets, I will um, in the description wherever you listen to this on YouTube or in, uh, on uh, your podcast listening to device of choice podcast.com was, was a terrible uh, thing or if you just look in this at sonicsays.com there will be a link to where you can buy tickets to Pan Jam uh, oh that's also right yeah we have a website we do have a website uh, we, have, we have a website for one of our podcasts actually uh, which is yeah. good good, good stuff so if you want to come down um, you know it, it won't just be us there because that would be a, a terrible convention there will be a lot of people who work on the books uh, Ian Flynn Tracy Yardley uh, Evan Stanley, Evan Stanley which Tyson Hess, Tyson Hess Bryce, Adam, Bryce Adam Bryce Thomas. Um, I imagine Alea Baker will be there. Possibly. I would assume, but um, I know that. Why would you assume? Because um, Alea well, Baker. Well, actually, no. Is, she's 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 on the she is actually I'm on the guest list. Um, but also, you know, buy buy a ticket because the more people that buy tickets, the more likely everyone's going to be able to make it because. This is kind of a crowd-funded yes. sort of thing. So, and also, if on, on different tiers you have, um, you get original, unique artwork, mm-hmm. which um, uh, we, we, we got a... I, I paid for the $30 thing. Should we get that unique artwork? So I'm sure we'll get that signed by people, and we'll probably give it away. Um, <gasps> because we're going to be doing some... Giveaways! Giveaways! Uh, yeah, so I'm actually trying to just get back to the, the setup. So, you know, you know, there may not be a exact order because with the IDW book, I think we're going to try and stick to a, we'll wait until two issues are out and then right. we'll, um, record. And you know, obviously if a storyline is say five issues or so, we'll make it the whole storyline world, but typically we'll stick the four issues. So, um, there might be more, the ratio of IDW to STC slash old school Archie, um, might be a bit skewed more for the older stuff. We are also trying to get more interviews set up. At the again time of this recording, we are scheduled to interview the one and only Diana Skelly next month, yeah, yeah. which uh, could not be uh, more happy about. Um, so we will so cl- closer to, to the event. We will um, put out some posts asking for um, your questions, so we can get that taken care of as well. Um, in terms of giveaways, uh, Jono. Uh, TJ and myself were lucky enough to get to... Yeah, that was all you guys. What? That was all you guys. Yeah, I mean, you ran away and you were eating all that fried chicken. You didn't even know what I was going to say. Yeah. I was saying we were lucky to go to Heroes Con. Oh. Was that, is that not factually accurate? No, that, that is... Maybe next time, maybe, maybe let me finish the sentence, TJ. Okay? I think I was trying to do something nice to give you more credit. Less diluted credit. I deserve all the Stop credit. Stop being for... a martyr, TJ. Yeah! <laughs> the bus stops over there, Theodore. <laughs> um, and when we were there, we were able to get five different 
five different versions or five copies of issue one. Like how it almost looked like you were like you were like taking them out of hiding. Like, for, we know what for it the is. Audio, don't need for the first time us. today, for the audio format <laughs> podcast. So we have five. I paid for some of those. Like. We have five ish, uh, copies of issue one, and each issue is signed by Ian Flynn, Tracy Yardley, Jim Marsh, Alaya Baker, Evan Stanley, Adam Bryce Thomas, and Tyson Hess. Um, so even though not every one of those worked on issue one, we thought people would want to have everyone's uh, voices on it. So we have two copies of uh, cover B, which was Tracy's cover. It's uh, Sonic kind of in one of the loops, the uh, loop-de-loops of Green Hill. And then we have, let me, because I lose, lose track of all this, we have one copy of the WonderCon exclusive, which is just the Tracy Yardley cover, but everything but Sonic is grayed out. Mm-hmm. Then we have one copy of the uh, C2E2 cover, which again, it's just the Tracy cover, but the everything that's not that's not grass or, or tree has been has been grayed out. Yeah, which um, that, that's fine. And then we have one of the one in one hundred variant. The so cover, it, it's it's called cover R I C. Which I guess this was the one in one hundred um, cover, and so yeah, the it, it's it's by uh, it's by Kieran Gates, who um, from what I should I believe he's just just uh, a lover in a long line of Sonic fan who became professional. So you know, right. and his his art style it's very reminiscent of um, official Sonic art. Right. So Yuji Yukawa. Yeah, I mean it. This. For some reason, I look like, I look at this and I, I just think of, of like, Sonic Rush. <laughs> this makes me think of, like, official right. artwork for, like, Rush and Rush Adventure to an extent. So, um, we do have have different um, different ways to get these uh, covers. For the cover cover B, so the standard cover signed by everyone, we're, we're going to do what most podcasts do. If you want to go to your Apple podcast, look up Sonic Says. If you want us to... Leave us a review and a comment. You know, good a good review would would be appreciated. Not mandatory, but a good review would be appreciated. We will it's a pick... good wording. Appreciated, yeah. not not mandatory. Okay. Uh, but uh, so we we will pick out two people at random uh, for that. Uh, for the the RIC cover, the Kieran Gates one, because this is one of the rarer ones. We thought um, we'd do something a bit fun and hold a, a fan art contest. If anyone remembers um, from a... I forget exactly what episode, but a gag we had from last season was our character of Blood Sonic, mm. who was immortalized <laughs> in the um, the Fundy Charity Room event gift bump, where I blind played uh, Sonic Forces and made my OC look like Blood Sonic. Um, so if you want any... If you want to know how Blood Sonic looks, just look up uh, Gift Bump and you'll find it's pretty much just a red, red coloured hedgehog with yeah. fairly short spikes. Well, and we and, gave and blood and blood we gave red we eyes. gave different description for it in the actual episode. It, just think '90s. If if Sonic the Hedgehog was red and was drawn by Rob Liefeld or a nine like stereotypical '90s comics was what it was. <laughs> so chains, zippers. <laughs> You know, giant pecs. Giant pecs. At one point, we did put him in the all red bodysuit and gave him, and the all red sparkly bodysuit and gave him yellow Crocs. 
Yeah. And and a clown nose. So if anyone wants to give him those as well, uh, feel free. Um, and so, for that, for that, artistic interpretation, remember, up to you. Remember, the blood is Tails' blood. Uh, That's so, true, I forgot about that. So it's yeah. just a, a red red hedgehog with with red eyes, and then apart from that, go nuts. Yeah. Um, if you want to... Uh, classic, classic also characters, Ghost Tails and Old Man Nose. <laughs> yep. like yeah. If you want to... Um, if you, wanna, uh, you don't have to have those, but if you no, you have to. I want them all. <laughs> if you want to send that into us, um, just tweet at FTCR with the uh, hashtag Blood Sonic. We will find that, and again, in a in a later episode, we will um, pick a winner for the two other uh, convention exclusives. Um, we hadn't really thought of an exact thing to do for these. So what we're thinking Sonic of <laughs> for a split <laughs> second, I thought you said Sonic porn. I was like, "Whoa, I don't know about that now." Um, right, I'm making a note of now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but these two, I'm not. I'm not. Well, you know, because because again, these two are slightly more exclusive than the other two. Um, I am gonna. I'm gonna do something here. That uh, is, is is a slightly slightly a bit selfish. That is not one hundred percent related to Sonic says. If you want to help out some of the other FTCR podcast, if you can send us, if you can uh, send us screenshots to FTCR email at gmail dot com of uh, reviews. Again, they don't have to be positive, although they're appreciated. Of um so of uh, reviews for Sonic says. Another FTCR podcast like the Hogcast or Same Great Taste or uh, whatever ones do we have on Lawn Mowing with John Stossels. John Stossels, yep. Or uh, Couch Spuds, um, what have you. If you can want to send us a screenshot of uh, mo- of multiple reviews that to help us out, um, you know, I'm always I, I I never I never do the like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube because it doesn't take anything for us, us to be there. Right. The only reason why I'm more willing to kind of um, pimp ourselves out for the podcast is we, we pay money to have those hosted get online. So it'd be us, us, us you know, and the um, reviews and the, uh, you know, comments just help us. It basically just allows iTunes to see what people are actually watching and it, it helps us to be viewed more. So the more people write reviews, the more likely we are to have more people uh, listen to us, essentially. But uh, I think that is, or the housekeeping out of the way. So, again, again, before we get to the issue itself, uh, we wanted just to give a very brief history of how we got to IDW, Song the Hedgehog, issue one. Well, it all started in 1991, when I was born. (laughs) And then, the day before Sonic was born, so... Uh, you weren't you weren't born the in the beginning. <laughs> you weren't born the day before Sonic. No, no, Sonic was born the day before me. Is that true? Yes. Oh my golly, Miss Molly, you didn't know that? I didn't know that. How many times have I told you that? Every year he tells us that. Do you? Oh. <laughs> wow. On my birthday. Slap my face. You know? <laughs> um, well, uh, my my wedding anniversary is uh, the day of Jack Kirby's birthday. But you love Sonic more. I do. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, in, oh. I want to say, Jonathan, 93? 
is when Archie Comics Oh, we're going releases. that far back. Yeah. A very, um, very nice... No, 92. 92, Archie Comics releases uh, issue one of... Issue zero. Issue zero of Song the Hedgehog. It's it's kind of this weird amalgamation of... Adventures. Song the Hedgehog and, Saturday, um, and the Saturday the morning cartoon. I say the early issue. I guess the game. There's... Because uh, I, I reread them for the, po- for the Archie podcast. Um, they take design elements. There's badniks that you don't see in the uh, in the TV shows in it. So I would say okay. there are game elements in it that are not related to the TV shows. So I would say it's it's a mixture of all three. It's mostly the TV shows, and and no, that becomes um, over, over it, its run. It becomes the longest running comic book based of a video game. Um, and then, then I believe it just becomes the longest one in licensed book of all time. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think for a while I thought that, but I think Conan might still... I think Conan was actually 350. 350, okay. Maybe it was... Because I thought I heard that somewhere, but I think King Conan is technically is longer or something. I don't know. Well, it, it, it might be continuously, but... It, it, it ran pretty much, you know, non-stop from its inception to when it was discontinued. It had various spin-offs. It had the Knuckle series. You had um, spin-offs based off the cartoon show Sonic X and Sonic Boom. You had a sister series that just called, told side stories, Sonic Universe. Coming after a while, it had, you know, two uh, crossovers of Mega Man. It went through a reboot after the first... Um, it had a crossover with reboot? Probably at some point. It crossed over Spawn at one point, so who knows what. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, very prolific, much, much beloved by, um, by fans, at least a lot of the later stuff, um, uh, but we've been over that in, in previous years, but no one, no one really knows exactly what, what happened, but there was, there was a breakdown between the relationship between Archie and Sega. Um, some people say it was because, <clears throat> excuse me, some people were saying it, it was because, uh, Archie weren't paying their license fee to Sega. Tyson Hess, I believe, at one point said that wasn't the case. Some of people just think it was Sega were just uh, fed up with with how Archie were handling their license or have you. Well, and there were there were legal disputes revolving around Sega, Archie, and various other parties that could have possibly con- like contributed to contributed that to souring. I mean, I mean, there 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 are people that worked on the book that say, well, that's not really the case, but. I mean, things; yeah. those type of things led to the reboot, and you know, taking a, a educated guess, so, you know, you can assume that Sega just wanted a fresh start where they could just put all that, you know, lawsuits and issues with copyright behind them and just start fresh with with, with a a, you know, not to put it too bluntly, but a much more respected comic book publisher, IDW, who are more well known for licensing. I think licensed books are kind of their bread and butter, and in the old. Season one, before it became official, I was saying for years, I was like, IDW, for the love of God, give the license to IDW because they, you know, they release their books on time, they release trades on a regular schedule. There was an issue towards the end of Archie where trades just weren't coming out, and when they right. were there on, you know. Just a total lack of transparency, too. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, you know, that, and that these are all these are all things that we've talked about in, talked the, past. Talked about in the past. Like we've we've had, had argu- we've had arguments about this in the past. But yes, yeah, so uh, you know, once it was it was cancelled, I think Sega released a statement saying that you know after how many so years we are now um, yeah. we are now ending our relationship with Archie Comics. We that look was something in the future. You know what's funny? And then like the next like that day or so later, they announced it with IW. What's funny is though. 
is that we had interviewed Ian Flynn like three days before that happened. And like off mic, we were like, so Ian, any, any news? He's like, not really. Nothing to say now, boys. But, you know, maybe, 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 you know, pay attention right. to, to the San Diego. What was it? Right. Was, it was it San Diego or New York? So here's the, here's the timeline of that year. 2017. January, the last issue of, I think it was either, it was either Universe or the main book, but I, I want to say, Universe, I want to say, no, I thought... Universe wrapped up its story, but mm. Sonic didn't. So that's why I think that. Come Sandy, there was nothing, nothing out of Archie, no news. There were, rec- there were, uh, solicitations for issues that didn't come out. The only thing we and would then, hear from anyone was that they're working... Right. They're, you know, they're, they're working on things behind the scenes, but that was the so, most we got. come San Diego Comic-Con time, so, like, what, is it July always? Yeah, it's yeah. always July. Yeah. So, we get that news from Archie, and then we get the next day the news from IDW, and IDW announces, hey, New York Comic-Con, uh, there will be actual information. We will actually announce things. We will hold something called the Sonic Town Meeting, which is essentially just a panel. Um, so they have that, they announce, uh, they announce, I think pretty much they just announced that Ian Flynn is going to be the writer. They don't really specify they, any artists, but they hand out a nice little print. Um, they, they announced that there. Tyson Hess was involved. They didn't right. say he was the penciler, but they said he was doing artwork for it. They also announced that it would premiere in April with four issues right. in that one month. I think that was... The big information yeah. about that. Um, um, they took a lot of they took a lot of questions. People were like, "Hey, Freedom Fighters reboot? What's going on?" But you know, a lot of it was like sidestepping or you know things like you know we can't talk about that. Right I'm, now. I'm very happy with how the book is now, but a lot of those panels were just it, it's so many of those questions were just we'll tell you later, right? And it was if you if you were only allowed to announce what you announced. Just put out a press statement. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't hold. Don't hold up. A, a, oh, don't make it a Q and A panel. Yeah. Just hold a panel. Don't take questions. When most of them, yeah. you're just like, ah, oh, we'll tell you later, guys. And well, that's, I mean, the, that's the running thing in most <clears throat> panels involving Sonic the Hedgehog. Even even, <laughs> even when it's about the games. Yeah. You obviously find you like, what's what's going to happen with this game? And they'd be like, oh, you know, we'll find out some point down the line. Maybe it's just like, maybe maybe you stop doing this. But what do I know? I'm an idiot. Uh, but yeah, they, they handed out like a little print with Tyson S art at that panel. Where did you get that? eBay. Because I ordered, it's a, it's I ordered a big cool Because I ordered one off, off someone who shall not be named and I have not received it yet. Voldemort? Why would you do business with the Dark Lord? Because you got access to free comic book stuff, alright? I didn't know that. Oops. 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 Oh, you and your, your, your country music. I don't know. I don't know where to go from there. Uh, yeah. Um... Then we we get a trickle, trickling amount of news, but I, I think we don't really know much until we get the some trickle down sonicnomics. Yeah, <laughs> until the and as you know, that doesn't work. I hate you for just making that <laughs> trickle down sonicnomics. Sonicnomics. <laughs> You're a bad person. <laughs> Hashtag trickle down sonicnomics. <laughs> Oh, Ronald the Hedgehog. I'm marking that down as something to edit out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we don't really get much more news, I don't think, until the solicitations come out. But the big thing about the solicitations is how people order comics is 
sometimes is they get a get a big catalog called previews, and for the first time ever, Sonic the Hedgehog comics are on the back cover, not the front cover, but the back cover, and it's this nice, uh, it's this nice, another nice Tyson Hess um, piece of artwork that they actually will use again as a promotional poster that they put up in comic shops and as an in-house ad for the series. Yeah, because that the image that Jonathan is, Jonathan is referring to was not used as, as a cover for anything, I don't nope. think. Although the the first, I, as I'm just learning now actually, mm-hmm. the the first image they released um, from New York, the Tyson Hess image, was a variant for issue four. It, which yes. I've just looked in the, in the I've just noticed that just now. So yes. they reuse that. Which you think they would reuse the one with Tangle because yes. she debuted in this. That is another before. thing that they announced a little before time. They said there's going to be new characters, and then they were like, "Well, there's going to be this new character named Tangle." And I, but we'll get to yeah. her, and we we'll get talk to about her, her later. Um, but with that, there's a lot more. Sort of this, this, I don't know about press blitz, but there's. More of this uh, advertising well, you, side that that IDW is doing. That you say more. Archie literally never did anything. They did panels, and that was about it. Well, uh, no, no, when no. when there was the Mega Man, they did they did panels for the Archie action. Yeah, Sonic. From what I can remember, Archie never did a Sonic panel. They were t- although um, for a while Archie action was just Sonic, but. You, Yes. It, but it wasn't branded as Sultan the Hedgehog. They, uh, they gave, you know... From what I remember, no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you get you get more attention. You get uh, a couple write-ups in comic shop news for out- upcoming issues. Um, I'll, I'll, you get some interviews in places like... Uh, Game, Informer. Game Informer. Game Informer. I don't think that was ever in the print version, but Time Magazine. No. But Sonic <laughs> was Man of the Year that year. Uh, <laughs> well, that was ninety three, and then then he was he was kicked out of life. Yeah, because Sononomics doesn't work. I've been trying trickle to... down Sononomics. <laughs> trickle it down Sononomics doesn't work, people. <laughs> um, but yeah, with with IDW, there's a lot more uh, promotional uh, things going on. Like at conventions, IDW has prints that they go out for signings, and the one in one hundred Kieran Gates. Uh, cover they put out a an actual print of for you to get signed at signings and things like that um there were also two uh uh, promotions two promotions that they did with other entities i mean one is more in-house one's the sega shop Mm -hmm. there was a deal with the sega shop where you could pre-order the first four issues with them and they would send you an exclusive variant cover for for four, which is just the Tyson Hess cover without the background and pure white. But it is it is it is a fairly big thing because during the Archie days, and again, Jonathan, you may correct me, but I don't remember Sega ever directly doing anything. Never with with as far as with that know. book. Um, um, there was a little bit of promotion when that book started, I mean, but that was that was all that was all. Archie, from what I well, think, Sega the, 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 like, the official like Sonic account would occasionally advertise the book was coming out, right. but they never did like, hey, or, you know, you can get exclusive Sonic comic merchandise from us. Never, and it wasn't just a variant cover; it was a T-shirt. You got a nice T-shirt, and it has um, it's that Tyson Hess cover with Sonic and Tangle, uh, that that image of Sonic and Tangle, and 
um, if you want to see any of the things that we're talking about, uh, through SonicSays.com, we're going to have uh, a sister blog post where you can see some of the stuff we're talking about and Mm -hmm. have a little wrap-up. So... Yeah, and there's, I don't believe it's out yet, mm-hmm. but it's a GameStop-exclusive <gasps> Sonic board game. You're beating um, me. That, You're beating me to the punch, oh. bro. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> that I love comes, this. Yeah, who said you can with, speak? <laughs> it comes with a variant cover that's exclusive to the board game as well. I'm going to quiz you. Do you know what the variant cover is? I know it's issue number one. It's Bobby doesn't know. Oh, shame on you. <laughs> Bobby doesn't is, know what the Sonic variant cover is. <laughs> it is the it is the Kieran Gates... Um, issue oh, like 1 in 100, yeah. but no color in the background. Yeah, it's a black and white background. Once again, we are going to talk about variant, variant coverts in a second. But let's first talk about the most interesting uh, cross-promotion that they did with a little shop called Spencer's. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember this. Uh... Yeah, um, so me and Gareth and my spouse Carlin... Went out on free comic book day, but mm-hmm. everyone for some reason is calling it comic book day, and I hate it. It's free comic book day. Give me my every free day comics. is comic book day. Yeah, no, that's every Wednesday. It is every Wednesday. No, that's every, that's that's new comic book day. Every oh, day is comic right. book day. Oh. Teach oh. me, old teacher. Oh, oh. but oh, oh. on free comic book day 2018. <laughs> If you went to Spencer's and you bought a t-shirt from them, and it was like straight up copy and paste the um, the uh, issue two Tyson B cover. cover. No, the no, no, cover. The, no, Adam, the issue two Adam Bryce not, Thomas not Tyson, cover. Yeah, Adam Bryce Thomas. Yeah, so it, there, it, there are letters in there. Adam there Bryce somewhere. Tyson. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you bought that t-shirt from them, which you can still buy that t-shirt on, on Spencer's.com right okay. now, you won't get the free comic book that comes with it, but my favorite, I'm going to straight up, flat out now, my favorite cover for issue one was the giveaway. Which was uh, John Gray. John Gray and Matt Herms on colors. Mm. Uh, it's this really nice Sonic and Tails uh, flying forward, the death egg uh, in the, the death egg in the background Eggman looming yeah. it's it's a really good one it says Spencer's in the lower left corner I mean, it, it, it's not really indicative of what the issue is but no. it, just on the image itself it's really good you know it's it's um I think I, I brought this up at some points in uh, the previous season back in the day I was I was never that much of a fan of of John Gray's pencils I thought he was Again, I, I know in the medium of comics, the term off-model isn't a thing, but it always felt like it was very, very plasticky. If, if it, it almost, his, his, the way he drew things, it almost felt like a cutscene from Sonic Riders, in a way. Okay. It was very, you know, outlandishly cartoony. But this, I mean, I would, I would happily welcome, like, an arc from, oh, yeah. from John, from uh, John Gray. And this, Absolutely. I mean, this and, and... His other variants, like he did a variant, I believe, for issue two with Amy, and he did yeah. the main cover for issue six. Yes. Uh, like that, the his variant for issue one and his cover for issue six, like I want them as posters. Oh yeah, they yeah. are so good. Like again, I mean, he 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 just developed so well. He's got this excellent sense of line weight mm-hmm. that um, is just very. 
uh, very pronounced and like I, I think really helps. And me. I love it. And again, oh, you know, I don't want to, so. you know, I don't want to, you know, I, I I didn't hate his art back then, but it's it, it's in my opinion, I think he's greatly improved over the years, which is which is great. I think I love. The way he draws now is just fantastic. I'm glad you changed your mind because we have John Gray. <laughs> Please come, come out. out. <laughs> <laughs> he, can, he can just do all the dishes on Archie. That's one of the reasons why I want to get him on his podcast at one point. Uh, but yeah, and if you if you know anything about Spencer's or ever been in the Spencer's, <laughs> that 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 is an awkward. We'll just we'll just say that um, I have it on good authority that Bobby does not have to go in the Spencer's. Yeah, based on what they say on the back, and we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. So there's it's, also it's just like the Sonic Forces promotion that they did with Hooters oh, in gosh. Japan. Yeah, that was a thing. Do get do get And there, maybe maybe if they'd done it in America, Hooters wouldn't be closing down. Are they closing? Are they really? Yeah, you know that. Wow. I mean, I don't. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> I mean, I don't think we need it, but I mean, if they, maybe if they yeah. could just sell their wings in stores. Their wings aren't that wings great. Suck. No, they don't. I love their wings. Roosters is better. Roosters is better. Roosters is better. But if you go to a mom and pop wing place, man, that's heaven. Let's get some wings like out to record. Like Road Roadhouse. No, Roadhouse. Roadhouse. You don't like Roadhouse? No. Nice. This is not. This is, <laughs> nice not this is not a wing podcast. Let's get back to the topic of the So ahead. okay, we uh, we're, so, we're proud to introduce <laughs> Wingcast, our new our new sponsor, Columbus Wings. Yes, the return of the return of FTCR's twelfth most watched uh, podcast. Oh, we already have and, seven. That's why it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and, and we're going to introduce our number three podcast, <laughs> Wingcast. Guys, we can keep it on brand. Our wing-based podcast can be called Watch Me Fly. Oh, that's, not Sonic, that's not a Sonic song. That doesn't work, TJ. Very, very, very... Tangentially related. <laughs> so we went out there on Free Comic Book Day. We got our shirts. I noticed that behind the counter, they had a little stand. <laughs> that's adorable. And, and Mr. FTA, apparently, to my spouse, was like, why the hell would he want that? Because we have, we paid, Colin and I went out, because we said, oh, we're going out, so we went out, because I think, I think I had my son with me, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, we did. Yeah, so yeah. I, he was getting, he was getting fed up in the store, so I, we took him out, and uh, me and Colin are outside, and we're like, what the hell is Jonathan doing, like, what's he taking so long? Oh, he comes out, kind of, oh, shit, we should go, and like, I tried, I tried to buy that stand, but... They wouldn't say it to me, and I asked. I, you know, the, the, the I guess the cashier was like, "I can't, I can't approve that. I need to speak with my manager." But the manager's like, "Not here. I, I, I'd have to call him." So when Jonathan, said, I guess Jonathan just stood there for a little bit, expecting the cashier to call the manager. <laughs> so you would, you would think any sane person would let it end at that, but we went to Bob Evans, and I, I stood over it. Did you for, go back there? I went back there. They said no. You, you came over here after that. Did you go? Yeah, I went after I was over here. I went there. <laughs> I went to another uh, another Spencer's. The guy was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have it. Mm-hmm. I went to a third Spencer's way on the outskirts of town. Dude, you have a problem, man. Gonna... Let him finish. <laughs> way, on the, way on the outskirts of town. It, it, it's a place that TJ would not like to go. It's it's like very. Oh, there's syringes on the floor. Yeah. Okay. Like like that kind like like a kind of place that you know, it's it is a really run down area. Super duper nice people. Super duper nice people. I mean, I didn't talk to anyone outside the Spencer's. I mean, I just I mean, were super I didn't duper talk nice. to anyone, but I assume they're nice. 
<laughs> I I went in and the guy was like, Oh, I forgot about this. Yeah, here you can have this. It's over anyway. So I have the little cardboard stand oh from there. Oh I was so happy. I oh left. I left. I got That's in the car. Boys. I left. I got in the car. I drove 20 feet. I projectile vomited in my car. No way. I did. I, I swear. I did. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, great. <laughs> Why? Because you were happy? I don't know. I think I ate too much, like, pie or something. I think I had something I think I had... You went to all three three in one day? Yeah. (laughs) This was the same day. Okay. Bobby, DJ, aside, we gotta... We gotta hold... (laughs) No, this is serious. We have to hold an intervention for this guy. This is not healthy behaviour. We gotta, we gotta bring, we gotta bring in Colin. We gotta bring in all the FTCR members to sit this man down. And be like, you see what happens when you obsess? You puke in your car. That's that's God's way of saying you have a problem, my friend. Just puke projectile. Well, it was like a blur, and it was like now it's on my steering wheel, and I have I to wipe it off. I would have loved it if you had vomited on oh, thing. Well, that'd have been awful. <laughs> I, I had, I had, I had like five seconds where I was like, "Am I going to vomit? Oh, I think I am." Put it in the passenger seat. I would love it if he had, yes, he had a five second choice of steering the car away from crashing or saving the bit of cardboard. I ran and over he, a and, nun. He, and he chose to save the cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> Drove off a cliff. In my defense, in my defense, most people are going to throw this away. This is a historical, this is like, there's never been, okay, there's been like one other (laughs) sort of thing. Like, this is like probably one of the most unique things I have in my collection. I, I am going full on with this whole idea of me being like a Sonic comic archivist. And I don't know... If that is completely great, but I have done it. Oh my god! Um, I th- that I was th- beautiful. I, I I think. Thanks for joining us for episode one. <laughs> gonna, We've peaked. I was gonna say I, I I think in the interest of 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 saving the life of our friend, we gotta close this podcast down. Because if we don't do this, <laughs> maybe he'll stop acting this way. <laughs> No, it'll get worse. <laughs> I'll start itching. If he doesn't so have a way to vent all this, all this information, he'll start, he'll start doing his own Sonic says, and then he'll imitate all oh, of us. He'll just, he'll just start doing a home with college. Like, Shut up! I don't I'll, I'll go to work, and, and I'll talk to customers, and I'll be like, well, issue 12 is Sonic the Hedgehog. And he's like, what did you say? I just watched no, the what did I say? What, what, what did I say? I don't know. I can't tell anymore. <laughs> Can I please have some Parmesan Reggiano? <laughs> I'm cracking, I'm cracking the wheel, I'm cracking the wheel, and I'm like, well, Ian Flynn worked really hard on this issue, and it tell, you can tell. And they're like, what are you, what are you mumbling to yourself? And I'm like, oh, Tracy Hardley's pencils are great on this issue. This, Do you have any this, Buffalo <laughs> mozzarella? This, this is his super villain origin story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, um. Sonic Man. So, oh, Sonic Comic Man. Sonic Comic Man. That's like the evil alternate universe of Sonic Man from 06. 
He was 06, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, I think after that, maybe we should get into... <laughs> yeah, let's actually talk about comics. Let's have the books. Um, so, <laughs> Jonathan, and you know what, the, the one positivity of, of um, Jonathan having this 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 passionate, I'll say, we'll have this passionate out of the comics is that he is, he is broken down every issue with... Um, so going forward, one change we also, we also want to make to... The way we, we do this season is that, you know, um, I think uh, we enjoyed a lot of, of what we did last season, but the uh, kind of reviews slash overviews themselves were very unstructured. Um, it was it was it would be literally just us going page by page. going Oh, this happens here. And then, oh, uh, this panel's nice. What have you? Blah, blah, blah. So we thought in a way for it to be more, again, structured and and in a way to try and keep times down but we've been going for 40 minutes and i haven't even talked about a look yet but um <laughs> jonathan has written a brief synopsis of, of every issue and he's noted like the writer or the artists mm-hmm. or have you and here's a list of varying covers so i i believe what we're going to do was so we are going to how it's going to happen is with IDW we're going to do uh, Jonathan will have his synopsis of the issue then we will briefly talk about it we'll go through every issue and then we'll kind of give an overview of the arc itself and we'll go from there so Jono my friend uh, please yeah. start with IDW Song of the Hedgehog issue one so this book has like 15 covers I have all of the covers so you know, full transparency. Here they are. If you want to do like a times two on this, that'd be great. Uh, so, Tyson Hess Connect cover. Uh, Tracy Yardley cover. Natalie Fondrain, 1 in 10 cover. Rafa Knight, 1 in 25 cover. Kieran Gates, 1 in 100 cover. Tracy Yardley, black and white, except for Sonic, WonderCon exclusive cover. Tyson Hess, black and white background, uh, 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 with a black and white background, uh, Diamond Summit cover. A C2E2 exclusive Tracy Yardley cover with Sonic and the Grass in color. A Devin Craft cover, who is a local artist in Texas, and uh, it was exclusive through a comic shop called More Fun Games, which you could buy on their eBay or their site. Um, and Edwin Wong, Tidewater Comic Con Superstar variant cover, which is, I'm going to say right now, I think is the most rare cover because it was only given to um, VIPs. Man at the convention. So not even attendance or not, and not even really I, I don't think Edwin Wong. I think it was No, um, he got cover. I mean <laughs> so he, I think he got one, but I think it was like if you were like a retailer or something and you signed up, you got you would be able to get the cover. And his cover's good. It kinda looks like it would be good for like a Sonic Heroes thing. It's just Sonic Knuckles and Tails running into the distance. Well Bobby, you had a you had a comment about this cover. Do you remember what that was? What you told me? Yes, it looks very um, familiar. It looks extremely familiar to so, a certain cover from the Archie Sonic run. So the Sonic the Hedgehog in that cover looks like it is straight pulled from I th- think an issue. I can't remember what issue, but he did a cover for the Archie Sonic, and he also did 
work on Worlds Unite, I think. They did an um, arc, an entire arc. Yes, but that Sonic looks like almost exactly like a Sonic he did for that cover. Okay, Not I, I, to I, say, you know... The second I thought you just saying he's re-ripped up a random panel from much that people said out on this podcast. No, 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 no. So, so yeah, it's, like, it, it, it's, it's his own work. Yeah. He may be, okay, that's, okay. That's, yeah, so, you know, it's perfectly fine. It's just like, it's like... It's, it's like... Um, it's, it's like... You see it, and if you're familiar, like that looks really familiar. It's still at least the, at least the you know, pose. Or it's still it's like, still more effort than those um those Sega CG covers that Archie would. It was just like a game cover. As it like. is still more effort than making the background of your of your A cover black and white or different non-existent. Of it. Except yeah, for except for the ones that were given away as gifts. On oh yeah, no, those are great. Those are beautiful. <laughs> yeah, well, those, uh, those, those have exclusive signatures, but you can't yeah, get those with. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, there is a, as Bobby mentioned, Kieran Gates Crash Course GameStop exclusive. So IDW also has a subsection called IDW Games, and they're doing a bunch of, they're doing, as of today, they are, they've announced two games, like board games, cool. and one puzzle. The puzzle's really cool because it's the Connecta cover for one through four. Is, yeah. is it out yet? No, it's coming out soon. No, none of these are out yet. I think the uh, Crash Course game is coming out very soon. I, it's like next, I want to say October. I know. Is that the that's one where they had the Kickstarter where you could get the exclusive? No, that's, a different, that's a different company, different game. Oh, so there's a lot of stuff. Because a, I, know, yeah. I know IDW, that's the thing that they did with their front. I think they released like two Ninja Turtle games under their IDW board game um, bandana. Yeah. So they're, but now yeah, they've got yeah. two Sonic the Hedgehog board games announced. Which I'm sure Jonathan or some I'm sure Jonathan will get uh, at some point. Yeah. And I, I mean, I have one. I have the one pre-ordered three GameStop. I, I almost, I almost pre-ordered the one to get the Supersonic exclusive thing. Yeah, it looked cool. But I was like, it's like an, it wasn't, it wasn't it like an extra fifty bucks just to get the Supersonic? And, and I was just like, yeah. I like this game, but. The only reason I didn't do it was because it's not Sonic comic related. If it had a comic in it, I would have probably done it. We gotta get this boy help. <laughs> so that is a that is a black and white background, yada yada. So there was also a Sonic box set of issue one through four. four. It that is was the sold on, that was sold on the Sega shop. No, I thought it was just the Sega no. Shop. This is different. You could buy this through. Uh, you could buy this through uh, oh, your comic yeah, shop. It came in a nice hard case. Uh, uh, oh, and it yes. had issues one through four. The Tyson Hess Connected cover in there without the Sonic the Hedgehog logo, without the Sega logo. So you could hang up, you could put it in a frame, and you could hang it up, and it would look nice. Instead of, I guess, getting a oh, poster of it. Yeah, I thought it was just the same cover. Let's cut this and hang it up now. It was Jonathan's face note. <laughs> <laughs> If he but, had something, he would strike you. Right now. <laughs> but uh, there was also a um, a blank cover, a sketch cover. So if you uh, if you take it to a convention and you see Tracy, he can draw on it, and you can get your own take on a like a cover. Well, if, if you see anyone, it's not just not just Tracy. Yeah, I mean, you could only you Tracy's could legally draw. allowed to draw on those sketch. Covers. Tracy's just the guy that comes to mind. Sorry. Well, Tracy is is. Not 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 to put down any any of the other people who do have done wonderful work on this, but if you say Sonic comic, Tracy is the like he is the Sonic comic artist. Yeah, you know, like again, I I love pretty much everyone else who's going to be doing work on this book, but 
Right. Tracy is Mr. Sonic comic. It's the same way that Ian is for for writing Sonic comic books. So we, we, mentioned... have to, we have to merge those two to get Ian Yardley of this one Superman who can do it all. Tracy Flynn. Tracy Flynn. I think Ian Yardley sounds better. I think Tracy Flynn sounds better. But with Ian Yardley, we get to have the super quick exclamation point. We can't have that the other way around. I, was thought, I just thought you would have um, Tracy exclamation, Flynn exclamation. Tracy Flynn. It's like we're, we're campaigning for this. I don't know. Um, Tracy Flynn, 2020, make the right decision. No more trickle down Sonicnomics. Sonicnomics. <laughs> sonicnomics. Um, hashtag son, uh, trickle down Sonicnomics. Uh, I already tweeted that. So, John Gray, um, Spencer's cover we talked about. Also, with this, this got two uh, additional printings. So, there's a second printing and a third printing variant. They're both the same, essentially. It is a Tyson Hess cover with no background. But if you look in the corner, the little box that has the uh, issue number in it is red, and then it's yellow in the other one. So it's different. It's different. Also, uh, if you guys are familiar with Dynamic Forces, you could pre-order a um, an $89.99 CGC-graded copy of number one. I believe it's the Tyson Hess cover. That is the one thing I don't have. And I... I legitimately don't much care unless. Oh, I'm glad. It's keeping me up with my voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having spasms. I think. I think you'd be. I'm starting to agree with you. I think he needs help. <laughs> okay. So issue <laughs> one. So fifty minutes in, we finally get to talking about it. <laughs> Woo! So issue one, boys. So Season two is here. <laughs> So for all four of these issues, the editors were Joe Hughes and David Marriott, who uh, Joe Hughes has also um, edited the Samurai Jack, I think, uh, comic is the most notable. David Marriott's done some Transformers editing. Uh, So IDW number one, Fallout, part one, written by Ian Flynn, pencils by Tracy Yardley, inks by Jim Amash and Bob Smith, colors by... Our, our friend, the Conqueror of Colors, Matt Herms. Matty Herms. Letters by Corey Breen. We start off the series with a four-panel showcase of final bosses, starting with Sonic Adventure 1 going through forces. Here we get a brief overview of the conflict between Eggman and Sonic so far. But as the text tells us, after forces, Eggman has gone missing. Our story begins with Sonic running towards a village, enclosed by a wall, that is clearly in distress. Sonic heroically saves a militia member with a wispum, wispun, trademark copyright, from an egg pond. <laughs> Sonic brief, briefly pokes fun at the uh, vill- villager before, uh, before speeding through the rest of the town, fighting badniks and directing militia members. He comes to a screeching halt when large egg pond-esque hammer badniks block his path. These uh, things start to look dicey, but luckily our favorite two-tailed fox is the guest star of the week, and promptly swoops Sonic's blue blurry butt, trademarked copyright, to safety. They quickly regroup and take down these badniks, sending the rest to start running for the exits. Tails, Tails cuts... Why is that possessive? Tails cuts off the fleeing horde of, uh, by closing the village's perimeter wall on them, causing a multiple badnik pileup. 
The day is saved, and our heroes the, uh, are left with questions. Tails makes a point that the Badniks are too organized for someone to not be controlling them, but Eggman is too theatric not to announce his return. Sonic decides to keep traveling and bashing Badniks, while Tails decides to stay and help rebuild the town. The final page leaves us with an unknown villain who appears to be a chair. <laughs> the mysterious chair plots to go after Sonic in the next village, as well as another familiar face. Amy Rose. Mr. Chair. I knew it. It's some guy in a chair. <laughs> so, yeah, very Dr. Claw-esque to end, to end the issue. I'll get you next but time, Hedgehog. The reason I say... Time, Sonic. The reason I say chair is we don't see, like, we don't see the arms or anything, so we have no clue about whether it is, you know, actually Dr. Eggman, or if it's like Bobby Hart or Harp, 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 Harp. So I'm going to say right off off the bat, um, two things that uh, stuck out to me. Who said you go first? (laughs) Two things that stuck out. Two things that stuck out to me, and these are more of, I guess, a editorial choice. So far in the eight issues thus far, these issues are not named within the issue itself. So with Archie, unlike either right. the page one or after a few pages of build up, you would get, say, you know, Countdown to Chaos Part One subtitle. This is a reboot. Have fun. Yeah. So, you know, and so there's, there's, there's none of there's none of that, and also it's a thing where um, this this book in any it, it expects you to come in, kind of knowing everything. So something that Archie would do that a lot of books do is that um, you know when when they say. In the, in the first page. But after their last battle, if this was Archie, it would have, after the last battle, asterisks, you know, see Sonic Forces video game editor. Mm-hmm, right. There is there is none of that in in the book, which again, which for us, you know, adult nerds of this franchise, that's fine for us. But I, I, I can see some some younger kids who maybe have not played Forces. Right. If you haven't, to be somewhat fair, if you have not played Forces, most of the first arc won't make that much sense. Because right. they right. throw around a lot of, of terminology like, you know, uh, I will, this is side spoiler for the second issue, but they start throwing around words like resistance and they keep talking about Eggman's defeat and stuff like that. And it's, it's if you've played Forces, it doesn't doesn't make any, I'd look at that much sense really. But, um, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I had only, like, just now started playing Sonic Forces and steered clear of the I'm sorry. Um So, yeah, a lot of it didn't, I, I mean, it's not like necessary to play Sonic Forces for you, but it does help right. you get a grasp on exactly what's going on. You can comics. you can learn you can learn a lot of what they're inferring through osmosis, but it is um right. it is slightly strange that there isn't just just one like see Sonic Forces in right. like, any any point. But um, I mean, and that's a that's a traditional comic book thing to do. And I also want to say how I got the the title for the story. That was from Solicitation, and it's the title of the trade, the which trade. is out. Does does the trade break down what the different issues are, or no, it does not? No, it, it so there used to be like a table of contents in the Archie ones, right? And so there's like a, a page that says, hey, uh, Ian Flynn wrote these issues, Um uh, Oh, Tracy there is, there is the, that. There is the that page for you know the, this issue and things like that. 
Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's yeah. in there. But I think Archie, if I remember correctly, because it's been would, would have while, like you know issue, issue like contents. issue four, issue one will start on like page four, issue two will start on page four, whatever, whatever. You know, and it's it's to to well because Jonathan brought it up, I will say, you know, the trade or on issue eight we have the first trade of the first four issues. IDW very good about keeping a trade on time. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I, I might say is, you know, as much that, as much as we we criticized Archie towards the end, they did give you value for money in their trades right. in, in the in the sense of would the, you say for your money? So they would give you good value for money in their trades through the the uh, copious amount of bonus material they would put yeah. in their trades, like say character breakdowns or script pages or or, uh, <laughs> or concept art things like that. Sometimes extra stories, what have you. Right. IDW typically a lot of you, a lot of their trades. Um, they'll just give you a art gallery of. Here are all the burying covers you can look right. at, which you know what you know because obviously you, you buy this these things for the stories themselves, but it is you know Archie would also release them, you know they're, they're cheaper back in the Archie days, which right. I mean that that's just a microcosm of the comic industry as a whole just getting more expensive, so that's not really you can't really pin that on W, but it is you know you would no you can and you will. It's all that W's But it's just that, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of a shame because those were some of my favorite things to see all the behind the scenes stuff. And it'd be like his, his original concepts for what, you know, Rota looked like in the beginning, all designed well, I mean, by Ian, you know, Ian Flynn or whatever. Tangle, right. who we'll get to in issue four, Tyson has had to design Tangle. Um, I would, I wouldn't have mind have seen his character sheet as part of the back matter. That would have been, that would have been cool. Mm-hmm. But it is literally just the, uh, the covers, and you know, for someone who is not going to track down the covers, that's nice. But it's not the most, it's not the most substantial, you know, no, sort of extra. But um, having been acquainted with IDW's trades of a, of a series in the past, right. it's kind of what I expected. It, it's yeah. slightly, you know, it's. I'm not going to say burn the trades, but it's just that's not how IDW do their trading. Which it's fine, you know. Which. Uh, Archie was kind of an anomaly because even like Marvel and DC would not put that much effort into their trading. No, you would not really get that much extra material. Um, But you know, I I will say if you're making the decision, um, keep in mind that single issues—that's how they—that—that's what comic companies value. They value you buying the single issues. If you trade weight, um, so you wait to just get the trade. They're not going to look at that towards sales, and sometimes that leads to like cancellation of the books. But we, um, as a brief aside, we should say though, uh, currently IDW Sonic is hilariously outselling every. It, like, it's Ar- crazy, Archie Sonic, because it's like in it's it's it, the I first issue was like double. The first issue went with the four Archie printings, three uh, three printings. Was four? No, three. You sure? Yes. I'm pretty sure. Uh, do I know? I'm do pretty sure it's fourth because they released another cover where every page was blank. Every page was grayed out. Are you just going to try and sell me a stapled together um, printer paper? I wasn't staying up thing. to four or three and making that yesterday, but I got the only copy. A thousand bucks and it's yours. I mean, if you take installments, <laughs> I might be interested. <laughs> 
Is it CGC graded? <laughs> I, I hate CGC graded. You can't read those comics. Moving on. So the issue itself, I want to say, um, I, I said this to, to Tracy directly um, when we saw my Heroes Con. I think this is some of the best work he's ever done in terms of the art. There, there's, there's a lot of very dynamic posing. Like one of my favorite things is on the second issue, so second second page, second page, middle panel, there's this great um, panel of Sonic kind of drifting with his, with his uh, hand on the floor. Lavage, good stuff. Yeah, he does finger guns at one point. Hey. I absolutely love that. He picks his teeth. Yeah, was... there's a lot of really great character uh, we get through Tracy's cartooning. Well, some I, I, I'm not to not to put down Tracy at all, but I wonder for things like that. I wonder if because Ian sometimes gets detailed like that in his in his scripting. Right. So I wonder... Well, I know for certain that the picking the teeth was Tracy because he mentioned it on Twitter. Oh, he was awesome. like, he, he, he went back because he's, um, hey, uh, this is a plug for his Patreon. Yeah. If you go and you, you sign up for his Patreon, you are able to see uh, um, unreleased Archie pages. Ooh. You are able to see um, the pencils for the IDW stuff. So... Uh, he was posting that page on his Patreon, and he's like, you know what? I uh, I don't know. I think I think he said something along the line line of, I don't know what possessed me to make Sonic uh, picking his teeth in that panel, but you know, I, I don't know. It's so good. I love, it. I I love it. it. It's great. It's such a great great. Uh... Hold on, before we go on, um, I do have the actual figures. Oh, go okay. Please do, please do. Um, so Sonic. One through four was the top four issues sold by IDW in April. Mm. And in, in that order, um, number one was ranked at 111th with 21,000 copies. That is Sonic, so close to the top 100. Sonic, which, I mean, sorry, but like, <laughs> typically Archie, Archie Sonic would be in uh, like around 250 or something? Uh, it would be yeah, around yeah. 250. So be. that's... Towards I mean, the end. I mean, I, I know this is, you know, obviously it's an issue one, and issue ones, as Archie would exploit, tend to sell better than standard issues, but yeah. even still, that's... Uh, well... Again, the only Sonic book to break it into the top 100 was that battle book, and that's because it was included in loot boxes. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other thing is, IDW's... Uh, a bigger company. I'd say it's a bigger company. It was doing a lot more press. It was doing a lot more with it. It's a number one. Archie was like it was issue. It was issue two ninety. Like issue one is going to be more more appealing to get new readers. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a fresh start. You're automatically going to get. It's insanely surprising. It was that much. Because I would say aside from the Mega Man crossovers, <laughs> and to an extent. Mega Drive. Archie never really did any outside promotion. Right. So, uh, um, there's a there's a there's a blog that I've been going to. It's like Sonic Source Blog, or like Blogspot, and uh, he does some nice uh, looking at numbers, and he he gives a lot of good information. And he has he has um, sales breakdowns. He has like charts and stuff for. Every issue of Sonic the Hedgehog since um, since Diamond was keeping track, so you get to see the chart, and you get to see where where IDW is, and it's so much higher. And did you know that 
the, he has a list of the top 10 uh, selling, most selling Sonic issues. Sonic Boom is way up there, too. Oh, really? Yeah, Sonic well, Boom is way up there. Well, that's Number because, one. They, yeah, because they had five covers, and I'm sure fans like yourself held by all five covers. To well, they had a connected sales. cover, too, so... Yeah, was just like they right. had the standard one, and then they had the four-part... Right, and that wasn't connected. even like what IDW did, where it was like, you buy the four issues, and it is. It's like, you know, you buy four issues, uh, four copies of number one. Number, yeah, yeah, number right. one had five copies, and four of them were a connector cover, mm-hmm. just for issue one. Now, I'm sorry, TJ, please go back to what you were saying. Oh, okay. Um, issue two was ranked 144th with uh, 14,684 copies sold. Uh, issue three was 148th with 13,779 copies sold. And issue four was 152nd with uh, 13,225 copies yeah. sold. So you have the natural... You have the natural uh, going down, but it's still way above. Because yeah, yeah. there, there, there is like it. It's still so at the lowest. Thing, at the still, lowest that it but... sold in April is twice as much as Archie ever right. sold. And you have to not also, ever maybe. You but... also have to think that doesn't count digital sales. Yeah, that is that is physical sales to comic shops. Mm-hmm. Now, now that isn't people buying it either. It's the comic shop buying it. Mm-hmm. So that is. Hey, there are a lot of people pre-ordering it. I, they, they're probably going to get a little bit more, and then I is that doesn't include the um, for number one the two other printings. I think that's only the first printing. So the second and third printing, that's even more, mm. and then you get a second printing for two and three Let me see and if four. It, if it has that, so the the, the second printings of. Second and third printings of number one come out in the same month. Uh, maybe it is. I don't think it, I. I don't think it's in that number. Because I. So I think you're right. Because usually, yeah, they do. They do log second right. printings differently. But the uh, the second, I think the second printing might have came out with issue four. And the third printing came out like a week or two after or something. Yeah, I want to say at least of issue one, the reprints were did come out in April, at least for issue one. I, I one think I think the second printing I should have written notes about oh, this one is it happening. But uh, I'm gonna look at the well you guys are talking, I'm gonna look yeah. at the So let's get back to the actual issue, because it is such The issue at hand. The issue at hand. So it is such a great thing to have Tracy, Ian, Jim, and Matt. Matty Yeah, I mean, th- this is... Yeah, the, the colors that he... The Conqueror uh, of Colors. It's some of my favorite uh, of his work. I mean, these... This issue. These four... Oh, we should also say, I don't um, Corey, uh, or not. We're not just saying that because uh, Bob, we know he listens. Bob Smith. Bob Smith as well on, on inks. But, like, you know, Ian, Tracy, Jim, and Matt, they are, at least speaking personally, like the dream team, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, this is... I, I mean, it was... It was very smart of IDW to do this. Because um, right. I know after they announced Ian, but didn't announce an artist, some people were thinking that they were going to go for a, maybe a IDW in-house or someone right. new. But um, we should, you know. But I think I think that was because of the fans. I think that was because the fans made, you know, were like, hey, you know, we would love Boy. this and that. And, you know, they... You know, people were saying things about other things that IDW couldn't do, probably couldn't do. I, um, 
like, oh, we'd like to see the we we'd like to see the Freedom Fighters. IDW probably can't do that. I I'm gonna say they can't do that. So well, I just and, and I would say Sega wouldn't would wouldn't want that, yeah. and I don't think that you would get well, if I'll, you had Freedom Fighters straight away. I don't think you would get. Um, well, I'll you know I'll I'll to. Uh, aid with that, I'll say right. something that Ian said on an interview, I forget which time I've interviewed him, he said this, but he said when they were going into the reboot the only reason why they were able to keep the Freedom Fighters was because they were, for the comic book for the art, art series, they were considered legacy characters, because mm-hmm. they had originated in that um, in that book, right. um, and so it's, it's a thing where... Cause Sega, I, I felt like it was the... Um... The initial contract, and also, Sega. and also the, yeah. the the very original contract included included those characters. But I mean, it, it's no it's no secret that Sega of Japan obviously don't really care for these characters. That they, even though they own, they haven't done anything with in twenty as years. Far as we and, know. and they've, well, it, it, they, I would say, for those, they, they because m- if Ken Penders can own Knuckles' dad. Is is it that far of a stretch to say that somehow Deke owns or what whoever has the rights to whatever? Deke I'm has I'm going I'm going to assume for those those cartoons, mm-hmm. better contracts would have been in place right. because that's that's more of, of a big budget thing to have a you know a TV show versus a comic book. It's back back in the early nineties right. and how cheap comic books were back then. Um, that I mean that's pure speculation on my behalf, but I would assume. Because I mean, they, I mean, they were technically they were used in Sonic Spinball, so right. they clearly have some kind of access to those characters. Um, That's true. And so when you know IDW, brand new fresh start, educated guests at Sega of Japan were like new company. You know, there's no old contracts. We're not going to have those characters back anymore because there's no point. Because they made up, they were a, a big focus of the Archie book, and you know, as Ian Finn always says, this is a you know, twenty-page advert for the game series right. every every month, and it's it's kind of odd to have so much of the focus of this advert feature characters that are never going to be in a game again. So it right. may it makes sense to me why the free. You know, with apologies to Jonathan because he's number one Antoine fan. It makes sense as to why the Freedom Fighters would most likely never return. Right in this book, like I, I completely understand. It. Also, because they mostly suck as well. So that's, that's another thing. That's your opinion. That's it why uh, my favorite character is not a Archie character. Scorch? I got bad news for you, my friend. No, not Scorch. <laughs> That's a Transformer. No, don't tell me. Scorch, Scorch but Goose. No, don't tell me. Um, some things that I really like. Uh, Sonic spin dashing through one of the Hammer Badnik's head. There's the a really nice. Um, Jonathan loves violence. I do love violence. I think about it every day. Um, <laughs> there's this really nice panel where he spin dashes through the head, and then we get to see him fall in one panel, and then him land in another. And in the background, there's this movement uh, between panels of of the of the uh, egg pawn ish badnik. One thing I note: there's a line of dialogue where I think it's on issue four, where Sonic makes I'm going to assume a reference to the Avatar character. I didn't. I, I didn't notice this the first time. I'm looking at the panel that Jonathan just described, and <laughs> the egg pawn impales itself on the hammer. On the yeah. hammer. Yes. Wait. Yikes. It's cool. It's a robot. It's done, okay. But um, 
He, he uh, when one of the militia members is using a uh, a uh, cube whisper, which is the big hammer. He says something has a line where he says, um, "I knew." Uh, goes, "Here you go. Try swinging it at the robots next time." I knew somebody who put it to good use. So I, which I'm going to assume a that's a reference to the Avatar character. Then right. in the next panel, he says, uh, "Maybe get inside, buddy." Which buddy is? I guess the, there's. I guess what there's, they said. He would call him. I guess it's it's like it's is you know, the Avatar character is, is never given a name mm-hmm. in the game. But I guess some people like data mine the forces, and I guess the the internal name Sega would use for the Avatar character is Buddy. Okay. I guess so. I guess that's, that's a that's Ian kind of referencing the fact that I guess there was a, a Avatar character, right? But of course they couldn't use unless they did the Red Fox with glasses, or the, no, the Red Wolf, the Red Wolf with glasses that was used in, in the trailers. Right. The whole point of forces was that you could make him yourself. So I guess that's why. They have, also, I guess you don't want to have a mute character be in the, in the whole comic book. Well, and I but. think the point of it is, you know, there was a character, but let's not let's not make that an actual character because that's the player. Yeah. So we're not going to actually have that in the comic book. We can mention it, but we're not going to. I don't think we'll ever see Buddy. The and, real Buddy were the buddies we made along the way. Yeah. Well, and also. Every single like most of these most of these uh, background characters look like possible um, avatar characters. Yeah. So yes, yes, exactly. <clears throat> which which is a very very nice touch. And I, I will say last thing too, as far as Tracy's pencils, I, I love his panel layout mm. too. How well it accentuates like the action and what's going on yeah. and the different. Shapes and the. I was gonna say I love I I, I love I love the the uh, unorthodox panel shapes. Yeah, how they overlap and some of the characters kind of stick out of certain ones. It just really I don't know how he gets it to right. work as well as it does. Well, and the movement, the shapes of the panels guide your help guide your eye. Right. Um, he's very good at that. Like they slant, and they they slant towards where your eyes are supposed to go. They also. Um, bend the they bend so that it kind of indicates the speed of sonic like sonic is going this way so it'll bend in a certain so direction yeah depending on where um, you're going. and he always breaks he always breaks the panel and sonic kind of parts of sonic or parts of other people will invade the gutter or invade other panels mm-hmm. so it's uh he, he he just he has this very good sense of how he can Break that traditional uh, two by three panel layout that you know is it's like the standard, and how he can he can be kind of innovative. He's he's a genius. Yeah, um, <laughs> one of my one of my uh, I, I think as one of the reviews at the time said, um, you know, fantastic art story itself, nothing too deep. Yeah. You know, it is just sort of goes to a town. And fight some robots with the with the help right. of tails, which you know nothing, nothing. I guess you know, the first issue into these people to this right. series again, but there are a, a, a handful of little moments that really show like why I love Ian as a writer, like when the four giant uh, hammer badniks kind of corner Sonic and he's standing over a manhole cover, they all slam down, and then it cuts to Sonic like up the road in a different manhole, 
and it's, it's just like hedgehog noun a boring animal like i love that that's like a that's, <laughs> that's, that's some good comedy i love what he did with tails too kind of referencing um how he acted in sonic forces right. which was i i was not a don't you love i want you know i want to i want to bring that up forces. because the first time i read this i didn't part of me was was like because there's a bit of the once once that they, they defeat the uh Robot and Sonic says, "Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go off my own and do some more stuff." Tails gets very like nervous for Sonic's mm-hmm. safety, and I'm kind of first time reading it. I was just like, w- w- "Why, Tails? You never acted like this before." But then, of course, as, as most people try to do, I try to ignore the plot of forces. And of course, <laughs> a big plot of that is Sonic gets kidnapped, and then Tails, in the Tails. words of Knuckles, loses it. Um, so, which it would make because there's been a direct. Sequel to Forces, or um, or as a, far as we a, assume, it doesn't really say. Not so much a sequel. Let's call it. It's a direct continuation of the story of Forces. Right. And I should. It, I, it I, makes I should. sense in that context why Tails would be so nervous about Sonic going right. off on his own again. So it's reading it a second time made me actually appreciate this moment more than. I suppose I was just like, "That's dumb." Tails should, <laughs> Tails should not be sad in this moment. That's dumb. I don't like that Tails is sad. <laughs> Tails has emotion. <laughs> Drop. Two thumbs. I like that, Jonathan. Did you like it? Four thumbs way down. Jonathan is dumb. He should not be spitting on my leg at this moment. One oh, thumb down. It ties in the forces. I like it now. <laughs> Six but, thumbs way up. <laughs> Seven thumbs sideways, but you know it's it's. It, I think this is if you if you have a passing knowledge of the overall plot of forces, I think this is a fine first issue to reintroduce us to the world of Stonehenge of comic books. Um, I think it was a smart decision to just focus on Sonic and Tails. Spoiler alert: the rest of the arc will focus on Sonic and one guest star. Except for issue four, but we'll get to that with, with issue four. Um, and I want to know now. You again, can't handle the truth. Tra- Tracy's artwork, like this, is some of the best work the Yard Man's ever done, and and I love it. So again, I'm I love how we that. say that. We say that so often, but it's because every issue he does himself. That's how good he is. So, um, so then, so Bobu, then, what do you? If you just sum up issue one, how many thumbs up? Eight. Eight. Thumbs up. Only eight. Yeah, only out, of, out of a possible infinite did, amount did of thumbs. Just, did yeah. you just count infinite all the thumbs, thumbs up? That's not mathematically possible. Infinite <laughs> is the ter- is the worst character in Sonic history, so that means He's you hated it. He's my favorite. He's a misunderstood... Get him out of here. <laughs> get, get him out. You look at him and tell me there's a god. Sitting there with your infinite hat and infinite <laughs> shirt, infinite socks, your infinite cosplay... Love this. Yeah, pin of the pin of the ruby on your on your on my your chest. shirt. That's yeah. not on my shirt. It's on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> it's embedded in my chest. I got he it stabbed it into his heart to be closer to infinite. So uh, he makes the sound. TJ, what are you thought in issue one? So I enjoyed it. Thank you, Jonathan. TJ, what do you think of issue one? Um. The first thing that I'll say, I, I really dug that um, that uh, introductory page with Sonic versus all the oh, has a egg vi- uh, egg viper egg emperor uh, egg dragoon, egg dragoon. Sonic generations egg dragoon. I could go for some yeah. egg dragoons, and right now. it has the mm-hmm. uh, mega death egg robot, um, which is just it's just a ro- it's just lyric. 
It looks like Lyric from Rise of Lyric. You're just oh my Lyric. god, it does. <laughs> um, Technology is the only thing you can trust. Okay, uh, bye, Mr. Snake Man. <laughs> um, I love you, bye bye. <laughs> Can we can we just do and just put uh, uh, Mitzi's? Is that Mitzi? Yeah, Mitzi and Boots. No, that's the other one. It's Buck- Mindy, Mindy, Mindy and Buttons. Mindy and Buttons. Okay, I love you, lady. Goodbye. No, I'm mommy. <laughs> mommy. And then in the movie Wacko's Wish, she calls her mommy. Mi- <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but <laughs> that's also executive producer Sus and Susowitz. <laughs> What you're saying? Um, so I, if, if if people know the four of us, you'll know that we often uh, buy pages of the uh, mm-hmm. of the uh, so- Sonic books. And um, before I realized, well, um, before, yeah, before I personally realized how expensive IEW pages are going to be, um, it was mostly because it was the first issue. the The other pages that Tracy and Jim have. Went way down. Oh, okay. I think I think they're price, I think that they typically do yeah. that for like if it's a special right. issue, which makes sense, you know. Uh, well, you because know, if, if it's a highly supplying the money, if it's a highly sought after issue, want to make some more money off that. And because yeah. spoiler alert, Tracy I bought it. I bought a page from Tracy. It is the it is where Tails swoops in and saves Sonic. So nice. it was yeah. page. It says I guess page, page nine. nine. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, but the page that I picked out that I, I liked most of this issue is, uh, the, that the second page where Sonic peels yeah, out. Said, yes. yeah. right. if, if I had, if I had the money, cause I think buying pages is just going to be too rich for my blood at the moment, but like that, that's the one I would buy. Cause that second panel is, is, mwah. Mwah. Oh, did, did you I, end up buying it? No, 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 no. I wish I got the finger guns. Yeah. The finger I, guns I saw, I saw it and I was like, I don't have any more money. But finger guns. But yeah, I I would say I, I agree. It's a it's a very good introductory issue for the new series, kind of the direction that it's going to go in. Um, I think at the moment, I, I mean, I'm kind of spoiled from the I don't know how you would say it more sophisticated storytelling that comes from mm. the late Archie stuff, the stuff that I originally right. got into. Um, so this kind of stuff, I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, it's you know, it's nice, but. You know, it's not. We're not at that level yet. Where I, I think, yeah. I think you kind of have to build. Yeah, to that. I, agree, I right. mean, to go back to say the the reboot. I think the the only reason why, if you go back and say the trait, kind of the chaos, if you if you see if you can pick it up, uh, it's the reason why I say some of that. It, it's a bit. There's a bit more kind of intricate storytelling because Ian is still trying to wrap up a few plot lines from the previous. St- if. If, say, after Worlds Collided, it had been a complete page one reboot, it's likely we get something similar to this. Wow. Where it's kind of easier for new fans to kind of come in rather than just like, it, it's a new world, but there's still all this previous stuff we have to we have to wrap up first. Well, and I, you know, at, with the arc as a whole, I, you know, I, I did feel what TJ's feeling. But, I mean, I understand that it is, it is because it's new. Oh, yeah, but I also, I also feel like this might be aimed at more so aimed at the younger fans hmm. because with the Archie book, you had a bunch of old old people like me who had been reading since. Well, you say that, you but know, when he gets so. issue eight, the kid gloves come off. <gasps> oh crap! Ha <laughs> ha! 
So, Jonathan, final thoughts on issue one. Uh, issue one, uh, Ian does some great character moments. Uh, Trace's art is fantastic. Love seeing Matt Herms back and Jim and Mash. Um, so glad Jim is, is, is inking <clears throat> Tracy again. Right. Um, could you could you tell the difference between him and... Uh, Terry Austin? No, 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 no. Um, oh, Smith, but... but I, I could kind of see some, but I'm not entirely sure because it doesn't specify in the credits. Yeah, really. T- <clears throat> it's it seemed it seemed pretty consistent, um, right? I would, so you know. Bob Smith, thumbs up. Yeah, I would say I, I you know we kind of overlook him because we love Jim so much. We're familiar with well, Jim. Well, I mean, but, it, well, again, it's also as you say, it, it's it, because it doesn't specify who did what. Right. We can't exactly point. To, oh. You know, Bob did good on this page, but Jim, mm-hmm. just it's they both. You know, they both. It's the inking to me. There was it wasn't like, you know, page one to ten were really good, and then they went right. to hell on page eleven. It, it's very consistent. And so, as Jonathan said, big thumbs up to both Jim and Bob for issue right. one. Good job, good job. So, with that said, let's move on to issue two. So, issue two, we go down from fifteen to just five, just a five measly covers. Thank you, Mobius. That's not that's not canon. Anymore. Yeah, Can't say that. Thing. No, Sonic's world. Sonic's world. I'm, I'm clearly making a reference to the Legacy of Kane series with this Mobius the time traveler. Oh, so, I thought if anything you were talking about Mobius the comic book artist. Well, no, well, actually, I was actually referring to to no, I, I wasn't saying I was referring to the vampire, the Paranormal, but but that that's Morbius. Morbius. Ah, well, no, no, actually, he was referring to uh, the guy that Lawrence Fisher. Fishburne plays in uh, The Matrix. Oh, yes. Doofius. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, we've got the second part of our connected cover by Tyson Hess. No, we don't. Liar. I have. Let me see it. (laughs) I mean, I I got it right here. I'll let him do that. No, don't take it out. Don't keep (laughs) it. Don't yell at me. Stick it. (laughs) Um, We have a B cover by Adam Bryce Thomas. Uh, and we, which was the cover on the shirt? Which is cover on? The shirt. Which uh, maybe on the which maybe on the article will uh, put up the picture of you and Mark, you and I in our matching oh, shirts yeah. with Adam Bryce Thomas. We've got a hero we, He's a big guy, and also in height. Uh, like, in, in, in height, he's muscular too. But you're like you're, you're like six two, and he was still like towering over you. Two. I'm I am five eleven. No, no, you're not. not. Because I, I am practically six foot, and you're taller than I am. Yeah, so you're like dude, six, I'm six two, and you and I are like the same height. Are we the same person? I mean, same height. <laughs> we the same person. <laughs> Do you know I'm, I'm only, I'm only five foot six. Oh my gosh, we're measuring each other. Why are we doing? No, you are taller than TK me. TK is taller, you're you're, taller than me. You are taller than I am, so yeah. you are clearly. You have to be on so like, like six one. So we Although are like TK has about four inches of hair. Yeah, I'm balding. That's why I shaved mine. Yeah. So, uh, go back to the covers. Uh, so you can be more authentic. We have a 1 in twenty, uh, one in 10 Natalie uh, Fordrain. She's going to do covers for every issue. Spoilers. She's, mm-hmm. Every issue, she's going to have the retailer a retailer incentive. Cool. Um, John Gray and Matt Herms uh, also do a 1 in 25. And then there's a second we- printing. Right, which I love the John Gray one because it has a, it has Sonic and Amy has a nice it has one of the uh, future cyborgs from CD, and uh, Sonic is doing the uh, Spider Man mm-hmm. hand signal. That's right, I love that. I I, I I wasn't looking at it right now because I was reading. I'm sure I in that. context of Sonic, it's more of like 
no, rock on. But to me, I'm he like, I'm like well, no, but you know why? He has his thumb out. That instantly makes it Spider-Man. Also, Doctor Strange does the same thing. We, so is it up or is it down like web spinners? Like that. He's doing Doctor Strange. Sorry, we'll never read Doctor Strange. Move on. He's a so, Satanist. <laughs> just saying. Just he, saying. Trick or down, the devil. Trick it down Satanomics. Satanomics. Zing! Issue two. Fall art. Fart. <laughs> Fall. Fallout part no, that's two. issue three. Uh, written by Ian Flynn. Art by Adam Bryce Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Letters by Corey Breen. <clears throat> we begin issue two with Sonic battling one of those giant crab bots from Sonic Forces right outside another village. Sonic takes down the super bad Nick with force, striking right through its core. Sonic hops down from the robot's carcass to a crowd of cheering townspeople. Suddenly, the crab bot seems to start getting its second wind when Sonic's favorite sto- when everyone's favorite stalker bashes bot brain, sending the crabo to its final rest. Amy and Sonic have a brief exchange before Sonic tries to get out of dodge. Amy tries to convince Sonic to re-up in the resistance with Sonic. The draft dodger that he is. Flat out tries to say no to. Sonic justifies his decision by recapping Tails's, uh, his and Tails' theory on the, the being, there being a mysterious new threat controlling the badness, and that it is more beneficial for him to in- investigate Solo. A villager interrupts frantically, informing the two of an incoming badnik invasion. Sonic races off engaging emu badniks, while Amy organizes the town's militia. This works in putting down the first wave. Sonic and Amy speed off to face wave two, double-teaming the badniks in ways Sonic Heroes wishes it could have done. During this, Amy still makes her recruitment pitch. When the dust settles, though, a flush Amy comes to the to the realization that she can't tie a blue blur down and accepts that Sonic will just go out and do his own thing. She does, however, request that he assist Knuckles in the next town over, which he accepts. Once again, we end our issue with the back of Eggman's chair. The chair, for all I know at this point, airs its frustrations to Orbot and Cubot, who apparently got an early copy of the of the next issue on their iPad and show off two new dastardly faces. And that's what happens. Yeah, you know, um, I'll start right off off the bat. Um, the issue it's it's in its in its basic structure, um, and and just what happens. It's it's not it's not exactly dissimilar to issue one. Um, very. Similar. I know Ian Flynn at one point. I think he tweeted it out uh, slight frustration with with that uh, with that opinion of issue two. You know, obviously he's not a carbon copy, and and. Uh, no. Amy interacts with Sonic very differently than Tails did. But it is, Sonic goes to a town, uh, meets one of his friends, is helped out, and then leaves to go on a new adventure at the end. So in that kind of beat-by-beat plot structure, it is kind of very very similar to um, issue one. But, you know, it's... Reading it again... So, you know, in in April when these came out, I read every issue when it came out, and I haven't read them really since then. My actual opinion of, of... my actual opinion of this issue has gone up because I I note I kind of even I noticed more I just enjoyed more uh, Amy's characterization. Uh, right. so many many have noted 
in terms of uh, how she interacts with Sonic, she is far now. She's now far more closer to the kind of of uh, clingy stalker that she is in the game series versus how in the Archie towards the end of the Archie run, she became a lot more in, independent, less clingy person. Right. Which I know some people uh, didn't react that well with straight away, but again. As Ian Flynn pointed out, this is not the Archie continuity anymore. You can't saying your dad's Sonic. The same which, which, and because you know you, you can you can you can assume for a number of reasons that Sega are having a more hands-on approach with this. With the fact that when they had their first months ago, when IDW tweeted out their first like Sonic, you know, pitch meeting for what the book would become, you had Alan Weber there and you had Azuka there, mm-hmm. which I think is the only time we've had a direct member of Sonic Team doing anything directly with the comic. I think normally... Well, and they did it again at San Diego this year, too. Which, again, but I think in, in the Archie days, I guess from what we've just been told by people like Ian, is that it would go to just Sega licensees members who would just, like, yeah, that's fine, that's fine, change this, that's fine. But as far as I'm aware, we never had, like, Izuku or, say, Naka back in the day. Would, right. Because a thing about, like, summer, at summer of Sonic years ago, Naka had no idea that, like, Mobius was a thing. Like, one of Sonic's fathers had no idea that, like, the West had this entirely different continuity and backstory. Right. He was, it was, on stage, he was just like, what now? Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> that was pretty fun. But, yeah, so this is, um, again, this is uh, Adam, Adam Bryce and Adam, Adam Bryce Thomas doing um, all the artwork, which, again, in terms of since, since uh, the Archie comic uh, came. Uh, so it ended. One thing we haven't covered in in this uh, podcast, but I'm sure we will at some point, is the official tie-in book that Sega themselves funded and released online. A series of four little stories oh, yeah. about Sonic Forces, and it was written by Ian Flynn. And I want to say Adam Bryce Thomas drew every issue. Yeah, he did yeah. the art for every issue. issue. I believe it was completely just like this issue. So if you noticed, I didn't list an inker or a colorist. Adam Bryce Thomas is doing. Everything here. Yes. And um, it, it's very stark contrast with issue one. I mean, so the, the main, the gimmick for this arc is every issue is drawn by a fan favorite artist. Start with, with Tracy, mm-hmm. Adam Bryce Thomas, Thomas. Next issue is Jennifer Hernandez. And issue four is Evan Stanley. Great idea. It, it's nice. It's nice to have, you know, again, fan favorites back on the book. Um one thing I'll, I'll say, you know, one thing I'll, I'll say now, but I'll elaborate in our final thoughts. It it, it makes sense, and it, it kind of, I understand what, why they did it for this opening arc going forward. I, I just as me personally, um, I, I kind of, for a story arc, I like consistency. So I, I, I prefer one artist, and like say one colorist on all, on all stories of an issue, because it's right. very... Because again, because these issues aren't named, you could not know this is a connecting story because right. everything looks and feels different in every. Well, in and every they're issue. they're only right. loosely connected too. Yes, like so it it is it is very much this feels, you could read issue two and assume it's issue one. This feels like is all right. the first arc of Sonic Universe, where it was just. For roughly, right. very loosely connected shadow stories. Right. It wasn't really an arc per se, and this is very similar to that. But um, you know, it's it's just some nice, some nice artwork by by Adam Bryce Thomas. I I won't lie. 
I, I, one thing, it's, one thing, I, the pencil work looks fine. I kind of miss, I think, obviously, because it, it's his full-time job. I think Matt Holmes coloring, it, it just feels more dynamic. Well, the thing about and the coloring in this is more, and it, it feels like, I look, a lot of the pages, they, um, it feels like Adam Bryce Thomas keeps Sonic in, in sh- like, he's, he's lit by, like, a very bright sun. Well, what I, what I found is, I feel like this coloring matches Sonic Forces. The mood so. in the mood in this coloring very much reminds me of um, Sunset that, Heights. Su- yeah, Sunset Heights. It matches so one thirtieth of Sonic Forces. <laughs> I get a I get a very strong. Well, but that's I can see what, that. That's I can see like that. The, they're they're obviously going for a. This takes place somewhat after Sonic Forces. Mm-hmm. We want to promote, you know. The idea of Sonic Forces, so I, I think it's. It, I personally, I mean, he fights the Crabo from Sonic Forces, mm-hmm. so I would say it's not too far of a stretch to say that possibly Adam Bryce Thomas looked at Sonic Forces, did the Sonic Forces um, tie-in comics, and was like, you know what, I, you know, I, I think it would work if I kind of mimicked what I had going. One it's also very will, realistic. One thing I will give him credit for while we're talking about it. Um, the uh, time of day shifts as the oh. issue goes on, and it, it, it really shows. Like w- when you when you look look for it, like mm. it looks really good. Oh, you're right. Oh, because when he's fighting the crab bot, you see the sun is positioned more at a like early afternoon angle, and then at the end of the issue, or no, not not at the end, but at um. Close to the end. When the when well, the last when giant kind of page battleship appears, do you, yeah. it looks like the sun's starting to go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, on the last page, it, it's it, the sun is behind the trees. That's, I didn't notice that before, but that that is an excellent. Yeah, that's that is an excellent I, observation. That's, that's really an cool. excellent mm. thing that he did. And again, I, I'm going to assume that was not in the. I doubt Ian was like color it differently on these right, pages. Yeah, so that is that right. obviously again Adam Bryce Thomas taking the initiative to do. Something which I don't think we've had that in an issue before. I can't remember one way like there's a just just through use of color you get a progression of, of uh, time. Time, yeah. yeah well, and also only one fourth of us noticed that, so we probably just didn't notice if that happened. But I I'm gonna assume this is something that Tyson has looked at and was like, you know what, I want to I want to try this because one of the things that I love about Tyson Hess is that he. Always seems to want to do something more experimental. Sometimes, like he wants, he. We mean Thomas. Who do, do I keep saying? He's accusing Tyson Hess. I'm so sorry. I, I don't know why. Don't apologize to me. Apologize to Adam Bryce Thomas. Sorry, who's behind Adam this wall. One of the things I love, Adam, please come out. <laughs> one of the things I love about Adam Bryce Thomas is that he always he always seems to be experimenting and developing and trying new things, which I really like. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I see that in. One of the, uh, one of the panel, uh, one of the pages that really struck me is um, Sonic and Amy. The page struck you, Jonathan. Are you it okay? struck me. I, I I feel really bad. But show us some this, Bobby where the page struck you. <laughs> there is a uh, there is a page where Sonic is like blasting through with Sonic speed, and he's got like Amy with one hand, and all of the panels are heading towards one way so sonic his speed is 
making it so that all the panels are flying in one direction. And he's, he's, you know, bending the gutter. He's doing all this. You know, things that we kind of mentioned, but it's just uh, mentioned with Tracy in the last issue. But Mm. it's like the entire page, he's dedicated to the sense of speed. So I I really appreciate about that. He also, his influences, um, I I would say that right now he... I mean, I would say he is a much more realistic artist than a uh, Tracy Ardley or a Jennifer Hernandez, who are more of a cartoonist when it comes to his. Like, oh, see, I would actually, I would, uh, I might disagree with you on that one. I would, well, no, I, I would. I'm what I'm saying about that is, I would say, um, no, body you're structure. To disagree with him. I mean, you're allowed to, but... You My know, it's, okay. it's, it's, it's always okay to be wrong, but... Um, uh, we'll see, okay. So, okay. like, like uh, I'll, the I'll, body I'll, I'll the body structure I'll doesn't I'll bend and squash as much, I would say. Except maybe in the face. And now he's now he's starting to have more influence from Tyson Hess, so you get to see more of that. But I would say that uh, part of, like, the physics or the, like, the world feel to okay. me more realistic. It's kind of akin to um, Evan Stanley, kind where of, I mean, she's got hmm. that weight and that depth. I would say... Yeah, I, okay, I, I can kind of see what I would say in terms of, say, how the way he draws faces, I think yeah, a lot of times he's, uh, far, right. he's far more cartoony than someone. It, uh, the way I'm say is... They are I, certainly expressive, I, but I would not say that they are flat out. I would not be cartoon. surprised if Adam Bryce Thomas is a big fan of anime, because yeah, a lot of these of the faces, especially Amy when she starts to get flustered, you know, Hemsworth right. Murgatroyd. That it's, is, it's, uh, it's like well, it's, it's pretty flustered. They're pretty. They're pretty anime looking faces. Well, that, even the one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite pages, and right next to it is a panel where Sonic is, you know, bathing in sunlight, and you know he's quoting. Um, which song is he quoting? Uh, uh, "Living by my own way, my own way." That's um, it. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So no, it does matter. What is it? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It does matter. I'm not asking. What is it? It doesn't matter. It, no, it does matter. What is it? Well, Thank you, everybody. We'll be here all week. Well, on, I want to know what song it is. Who's on first? No, 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 no. Who's, who's the on first? <laughs> <laughs> What's on second? Um, yeah, and also he takes he takes a lot of uh, like visual inspiration from the games in the way of like his coloring and things like that. Like the he, he, there's a spin dash that kind of glows, like I don't know. Hmm. I just I I, I, I I appreciate Adam Bryce Thomas. Is what I, I like to say. I like all the small like subtle details, like well, even what TJ picked right. out of uh, the coloring, or um, even I'm looking for the one panel where Amy's tail is like <gasps> wagging yeah. a little bit as she's talking to Sonic. Yeah, but um, why did I never notice that? Yeah, there there's just some he <clears throat> he has some really nice attention to detail, and I love. How fluid his animation, or right. how he animates the uh, characters, which I noticed in this issue, but especially issue seven that he penciled. Yeah, his expressions um, are on point. Yes. In terms of, of the writing, I like how they set up um, 
he, Ian's always been good with, with Amy, not just making her like like a damsel in, in distress. Right. There's a you really get a sense of even even though they, they keep saying it how Knuckles is the was the commander mm-hmm. of the resistance, which again in the in the Titan comics Ian tries to make that make sense because it really doesn't make any it's sense right. in the context <laughs> of forces why Knuckles would be in charge of of, of that group. Um, you really shows this one that Amy is is kind of very very similar to. Um, her portrayal in the Boom series is much more of a tactician. She's, you know, she's the one who organizes people, right? Um, which um, I liked. I liked, and it's, uh, it, I appreciate that she's given a, like a legitimate role in this because hmm. I, you know, it wasn't really specified, and she's always just kind of around, or she's there chasing Sonic. Well, again, in right. context of forces, <laughs> we're told Knuckles is the leader, and right. then just everyone else just does what he says. I guess you know, there's no in context of the game, there is no sense. That Amy is high ranking. Kinda, that. Yeah, because it's kind of weird playing forces for the first time. It almost seems like Silver is kind of in the first cutscene more of a oh, head yeah, yeah, yeah. Knuckles. But yeah, Knuckles is the commander. Silver's, the, really... Silver's the only one who like you know engages Infinite. <laughs> you know, it's right. just like uh, yeah, good good job Knuckles. But um, again, I would I, w- I would probably say I I think issue one is a stronger issue. Mm. Just because again the the story beats are very similar to that, but uh, it's it's a fun. Furniture. And again, uh, the, the the fact that only one character is used, you, you really get a good sense of Amy's new personality. Tails, right. Tails is pretty much Tails. Because Tails never, Tails never really changed that much in terms of uh, Archie, you know. he's If we ignore his, his cowardice from Forces, Tails is pretty much Tails from the game. He just fights more than yeah. Tails does in the game. So right. there's not, not a big change to his character. Amy... Um, it was almost feels like again. I just said that that Ian has, has put a bit of Boom Amy into this. Which I love Boom Amy. So Boom Amy, you know. Boom Amy is probably my favorite version of Amy. So yeah. more Boom Amy, I I am all for. Yeah. Um, did I? Did anyone have uh, a couple times where they were like kind of stumbled in reading? What do you mean? Like there, there are a couple panels where. I'm I'm reading it and I read the the bubbles out of order. No. Okay, no, no, then it's no. just me because I was like, it, it it from what I feel it was kind of a um there there's kind of a clash between the placement of the the word bubbles and a placement of so the word bubbles I I felt in two particular panels didn't really. Um, go from one or the other. Like, I read in this one... Was it this one? I don't know. I can't remember. Because I've read it. I've read this issue like eight times. Mm. So it's become less each time because I'm expecting it. But I'll, I'll read, like, Amy's response before Sonic's... Or, or Sonic's response before Amy says something. Or, gotcha. so, or vice versa. But if you look at the... If you look at Adam Bryce's... Uh, Adam Bryce Thomas's art... He's directing you with the composition, mm. but for some reason, my mind is going with the word bubbles and not the comp- not the composition. So I, I was just wondering if anyone else had that issue. No, because I had that twice. Um, I also had like this weird realization during one because a lot of the line weights, a lot of the line variation is, is very thin and and. Um, Kind of uh, similar. In what issue two? In issue two. Yeah, so that's that's one thing I you know because Adam Rice Thomas did all the work himself, mm-hmm. um, so I'm sure that he had 
under a tighter deadline than what he just doing the pencils. Yeah, right. That's I, a lot of a lot of work. Oh yeah. I I going forward, um, I, I just wish the kind of the lines were thicker. The the I would say the inking of, of the three things he did, pencils, inks, and coloring. I think the his inking is is his weakest. Um, of those three, mm. um, so I'm not sure if maybe going forward, if maybe bringing someone like a Jim Marks who could just focus on the inks, or you know, I'm, right. I just, it, just, it felt because it just felt very. It's a very different style of inking yeah. that's well, not typically right. seen in a story. Well, the thing about digitally mm, too when he did it, so. right? This issue was completely digital. Last issue was traditional with digital colors yes um what one the panel that strike the two panels that strike me are um well sonic is talking to amy and an emu badnik is come creeping up behind her okay and there are buildings right next there are buildings next to him um they have the same line weight as the characters in the foreground so you so my eye is thinking oh these buildings are like right next to them because um they're the same line weight. But when Amy hits the badnik, it goes flying down. So it's like it's like twenty meters away or something. So that that I felt like that was kind of odd because when you're doing um I, I think what the rule would be things in the foreground have thicker lines yeah. than things yeah. in the background because they're often this since they're less they're less um, detailed. They're less detailed. Yeah. So but you know that was just something that that kind of struck me about about the inking. I do think that uh, he does a good job with speed lines, though, mm-hmm. which I think is part of his inking. So, hmm. yeah. uh, so TJ, final thoughts on issue two? Um, you know, the more that we sat here and talked about it, the the more that I like it, and I think <clears> that comes mostly from the art and kind of like taking that in and appreciating it on on you know different levels based on the feedback that we've all given. Um, cause I did, I will admit, I did feel like this is somewhat of a, just kind of, and I hate to put this in such like rudimentary terms, but it almost felt like kind of an ad lib where it's like Sonic goes to town meets insert Sonic friend. Not ad lib, mad lib. Oh, mad lib. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Sonic meets insert Sonic friend. (laughs) They fight insert bad (laughs) nicks. No, so... Well, then you'll love issue four. Oh, boy! Oh. Uh, my oh, final oh. thoughts are that the, the strength of this issue is the characterization. Of Amy. Specifically, uh, Amy specifically. She has some really great moments. That is both Ian Flynn and that is that is both Ian and Adam Bryce Thomas. I think and I wh- think that that is where you're going to get your, your appreciation for this issue. I... If, uh, I'm sorry, yeah. If you're... If you're if you want a heavier plot, you're not going to get that. But that's because this is the second issue. I'm going to say, but I I think Ian is on game, uh, like on on point, and I think that's Adam Bryce Thomas, you know, is always yeah. He's always uh, I am always I am impressed with what he tries, and I you know I appreciate like I appreciate his like development. I like I like seeing what he's going to come up with next. Thank you for trying. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Here's your participation trophy. Um, I I, I appreciate his experimentation. I I would say I could have done... I'm a big fan of his pencils. Um, 
for me, I think there was a few too many Amy anime blush face panels. Um, I, Sometimes it was I, a little too intense. I could have... I could have done with maybe one or two or less of those, maybe, but because it just felt like I've, we've all seen anime and some of the mangas that are of the more adult variety, shall we say? And it's like that expression she's given is almost not suitable for children's. No, yes, yeah. it is. I well, you know, I wrote in my notes something not very polite because I just couldn't think of something, you know, better to say. But no one can read it, and they're I, yeah, trying which, to. Which one? Which which point? It's the very last point. Oh, before you get to <laughs> the so yeah, that's not. But tell me, I'm wrong. No, you're. you're I, I think I am on point there. So you are a hundred percent correct with that. Bobby, you will <laughs> you will find it when you're older. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to. Issue three, and, and I'm going to... Can we please, can we please explain it to Bobby right now? <laughs> not, not on mic. Um, let's go to Spencer's, the back of Spencer's and do it. Uh, let's, let's go to... <laughs> I mean, they are, they are the brand of the, the, um, the... Nope. Bum, 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 bum. Um, let's go to issue three, and I'm going to... Spoiler alert. This, this is my favorite. This is my favorite of the, of the first arc, because it's the... I don't want to say it's the most original. It's got but knuckles. It, it's, it's got knuckles, but it's 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 the least similar to the others. Jonathan, take it away. <clears throat> so, starting off with covers, once again, Tyson Hess uh, connect a cover. Uh, you have a Jennifer Hernandez uh, B cover. You have the one in ten Natalie uh, Fordrain cover, and you have a one in twenty five veteran returning Jamal Peppers cover. This is Jamal Peppers doing everything except for colors, which are done by Heather Breckel, who is yes. going to be doing the colors for this issue. And she so, lives in this area too. Here. Don't 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 tell people where edit, this woman lives. I'm, yeah. pre- I'm pretty she sure is. I'm pretty sure that's on a Twitter bio, so I don't think that's a. Okay. That, that she lives. She lives. Uh, she lives in my basement. No, she lives no, in your basement. Yeah. Come on out, Heather. But uh, Heather, and then the guys can bring friend. out guests. Heather, oh, Heather, come on out. <laughs> Heather Bregg is someone that we are gonna be reaching out to to see if because she is local to us. Um, maybe we can do a, a more face to face type of interview. But um, I, right. yeah. I meant look, not that I know where she lives or anything like creepy like just, that. Just, just stop it, Bob. Okay. Stop it. Who said so, you could talk? So we have we have to have two interventions. One to help Jonathan calm his addiction, and one to stop Bobby being a creepy stalker, piece of trash. <laughs> and, and, and for me, and for me to stop eating chili dogs. I views the playing with fidget spinner. You only think those are chili dogs. They're actually crayons. <laughs> I'm gonna stop it, Jonathan. So Jonathan, what happens in issue three? Issue 3, Fallout Part 3, written by Ian Flynn, art by Jennifer Hernandez, colors by Heather Breckel, and letters by Corey Breen. Issue 3 starts with Sonic looking out at Knuckles, finishing off a death egg robot, in quotes. It's not my death egg robot. Hashtag not my death egg robot. Uh, You know the Forces kind. Oh. See, I put these jokes in here, and then I'm like, oh, I probably don't have a joke about that. And then I write my own joke in my head. Stick to the script. Everything he just said was part of a script. It's a very detailed script. (laughs) My response? Layers upon layers of his own jokes in his his script. Very meta. 
Sonic and Knuckles meet up outside the town's large perimeter wall, where Knuckles explains that this town stores and ships out wisps and wisp bonds, TM trademark, you uh, <laughs> to the resistance. But shipments have recently halted. <clears throat> Knuckles came to investigate, but Sonic and him are locked out by the front gate's guard, who says he isn't allowed to let them in and fearfully says he can't tell them anything else. Of course, Knuckles and Sonic easily overcome the wall, with their abilities, uh, their village, the villagers within the gate run and hide once they see the two heroes. And the guard explains the two mercenary that two mercenaries tricked the townspeople into trusting them and took over, keeping the village uh, took over, keeping the villagers in line through fear. Of course, Sonic and Knuckles take off to set things right. They first find the wisps locked up in their containers, and then find their two new foes exploiting the townspeople for their personal amusement. Sonic and Knuckles introduce themselves, and in response, our new uh, our new villains introduce themselves as Rough and Tumble in the form of a rhyme. They battle until Rough and Tumble, being skunks, skunk the place, and Sonic decides to call on his friends, the Wisps, for backup. They all work together to overtake and uh, overtake and capture Rough and Tumble, but not before Sonic and Knuckles come up with their own rhyme. The Wisps decide to stay and help protect the townspeople, and they all decide to party. The final page shows our fiend, the chair, watching the scene. The chair then decides to set their focus on Angel Island, since Knuckles is busy with the resistance on the planet below. Man, that chair cracks me up. How many chairs does, does this person have? Six. Uh, I no, love... the person is the chair, but it's a shape-shifting chair because the chair is different in every issue. <laughs> um, I love this issue. This is if I if I was gonna show what you know, of the first four, someone comes to me and says, "Mister, Mister, what what issue should I read?" I'd be like, "Get out of my house." But then I'd be like, "Issue three. because it, it's it's." It's it's something new of the it it goes into more of of some of the law with the wisps and the wispin which you know it's it's it, that been Sonic staples for a while. You know what I like about this issue? It it gives some 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 kind of backstory which something Ian's very good at is retconning things. Not retconning, but like giving re giving explanation for things that people have questioned. Like why were there wisps on the lost hex? He explains it in here. Why are there wisps just sitting around? He explains it in here. Like I like that. Kind of thing. Also, just something we should we should bring up. It is referenced at one point. Sonic references the hooligans. Since this since this issue came out, the hooligans, of course, refer to uh, Nack the Weasel or Fang the Sniper. If you're wrong, uh, Bark the Polar Bear and Bean the, the Dynamite, who is technically a woodpecker. Um, but we always thought he was a duck. Because yes, because he looks like a duck. But um, Wait, is he actually a woodpecker? Yes, he's officially a woodpecker. No one does. Why? And technically speaking, Knack, uh, Knack isn't a weasel. He's a weird other creature, even though his name is Knack the Weasel. I thought but, you were going to say weird avocado. Don't ask like, me. Don't ask me to explain Sega's reasoning for things. I thought, but I thought Bean was based off the Dynamite Ducks arcade game. You think dog. that? But he's technically a woodpecker. You know, I so, read somewhere that Sonic yeah. wasn't a hedgehog too. He's not. Um, I so, swear. No, I don't ooh. even say it. So um, I will projectile vomit right now. So come on now, you didn't just receive. <laughs> So again, so uh, it's revealed that Team Hooligans um, are now off limits for this book because, as Sega have um, announced, that Classic and Modern are now two different characters slash two different franchises. 
the hooligans are now um, related. Mm. They're now they're now part of the classic universe, and not to be used in modern. Which, quick aside, two things about that. One, I think that makes, in terms of the franchise as a whole, I think that makes perfect sense. If classic is going to be its own subseries now mm. of games, it makes sense to give that to have some unique characters for that game. Um, and a Sonic Mania show, they've, they've been using that game, they're more relevant now to Classic, those characters have never been used in a modding game. Mm. They, for all intents and purposes, aside from the comic book, they're not part of the modern game. They were going to be in Sonic Heroes at one point, but that's beside the point. In context of the comic book, it is a shame, because Team Hooligan, specifically being the duck, being the dynamite, what have you, was one of the best part, one of the best characters in the Archie series. So losing him, and Ian Flynn has said, he was, without question, his favourite character to write for. Right. It, it is a shame, but as Ian has said, with, 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 X, with pick any character that has, that has not been confirmed for this book. Ian has said, in year one, most likely he would not have used them. Although I guess, maybe speaking, they would have been used in this issue had he had access to them. But um, their function might have been... A, a bit different, but um, you know, right. and and rough and tumble are kind of gonna fill in for them. I would assume it's just being two kind of two kind of heavies Dudes. that Eggman can can use. And I, as I said to um, I said to Ian Flynn once, they reminded me of a more intelligent Bebop and Rocksteady, and he said that is what he was going for, which is I'm always up for some Bebop and Rocksteady action. So just to have you know two two you know tough opponents that Sonic and Knuckles, I assume will. Battle over and over again. Uh, I'm all for because in, in in terms of the hooligans, aside from Bean, you know, Knack and uh, aside from Bark rather, Knack and Bean were never exactly threats. They like they you. were they they were more of an annoyance. Bark was you know Bark would give Knuckles a run for his money in a fist fight, but you know Knack has a gun. Yeah. Oh oh so, all the bandits have guns. Oh, I guess they do. But Neck has a hat. I have a hat. Okay. Not the, not the hat though. Not the knuckles hat. Um. So and you know so I and just based on on this issue, um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the fact that they come in with, with this kind of Team Rocket esque rhyme for themselves, and the panel, one of my favorite panels now in comic history, it's after that they do the little sing song. He just cuts the Sonic's face, and he's like, you can tell he's like fighting back tears. Like, oh no, I was not prepared for this. He's like, fight, it's like laughing through tears. I love that. Uh, Jennifer Hernandez, always on point with the expressions. Always, yes. always great with her cartooning. I mean, you get you you always get really good. You always get really good um, character through. Her, um, her cartooning. So you know, Jonathan, um, I agree with your point. I think Jennifer Hernandez is because if you follow her uh, Twitter or if you just follow her her art career in general, she's a big, big fan of of animation, both mm-hmm. anime and Western cartoons. So you could you could really tell the kind of uh, more so than even someone like like Tracy, her the way she draws faces, not so much in the way she kind of. Um, she would uh, kind of dis- distort the body proportion, but in terms of expressions and, and faces, very animated. Oh yeah. Um, 
and and a lot a lot of the uh, a lot of the uh, panels here, especially when when knuckles gets farted on, you get some good, um, which is something I never thought I'd say in context of a solo comic book. But um, you get some pretty good expressions on knuckles' face of just him, like you can tell, like it's he's just like fighting back tears because his eyes have been stained, oh, yeah. and he looks mad. I mean, I love I love Rough and Tumble. I think they're a great addition, and that's one of the things I really wanted from this new book. Is you know, I wanted some sort of exclusive, you know, additions to make it stand out on its own and be like IDW is its you know IDW's its thing because uh, STC has its own thing and Archie has its own thing. Uh, I just I, and I think you know rough and tumble are welcomed additions to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're you know they're fun to fun to be around, but I mean I guess you can't be around them because they're fictional characters. I want to say yeah, I I think think Heather Breckle's um, coloring actually I think complements Jennifer Hernandez's oh, yeah. art yeah. very well. I say her um, her coloring is very um, indicative of like official Sonic Adventure era artwork, mm. the way she has like the, she, you know, and in in a in a way, publicity steals for Sonic X, where there's always like a top layer, or like the top of her head will have like a much different lighter color. You know, it's it's very official Sega style, and um, I love it. there's also a a small touch. I'm not sure if she meant to do this, but on the I want to say it's page three, when Sonic and Knuckles are um, climbing up the wall. For some of their spikes in in the background, there I'm not sure if this was the inker or the colorist or the pencilist or what have you, but there's there's lines on some of the uh, kind of background layer spikes, which to me invokes the official artwork yeah. for Sonic Riders. I think that again, was not sure if that's something on purpose, and if it was yeah. directly a reference to Riders, but it's just something I noticed and something I was um, yeah. I, um, I really there were a couple of panels that really struck me. Uh, for their coloring, I really like the. I really like what Heather Breckel does with uh, the coloring for um, where the the guard, the the like the gate guard is explaining that rough and tumble have taken over. There's a really nice glowing effect that she gives to this like fire. Um, the 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 shading mm. that she does on this guard, who I, I should mention. Jennifer Hernandez has has come out and said that that's based on her dog. <laughs> so, um, like that is a beautiful panel. Like that's that's really great done. And then there's like this tiny detail she did on the next page where um, you can see the light coming through the windows, and you mm, can see yes, that effect yes. on Sonic. It's like really tiny. It's like smaller than my thumb, but it's just it's like excellently done it's it's great it's it like i i love it we should also note of course with jennifer Hernandez saying she based that character on her dog uh it's not the only uh, jennifer Hernandez related character oh. to appear <laughs> in this um please forgive me jonathan you probably bet remember this better than no. i no no the one time I, i'm behind you i know that her, it, it's a fan characters there's I, jade jade know? the head Jade and Crystal are the two. Jade or Crystal. Well, I know. Well, I know. There's another one. Later on in the book, because she has like she has like five. Oh, you know. Later on in the book, you see because there's yeah. If you follow her Twitter, you know that one of these is like there's a one of these is like a girlfriend for Espio, and there's one girlfriend for Shadow. Right. Um. 
So yeah. please forgive me, Jennifer, Jennifer, if you're listening to this, but I doubt you are. That um, I don't remember the the name of your fan characters, but I uh, so so your OCs rather. Mm-hmm. But you know, I remember seeing this, and I thought, oh, that's cool. I mean, you have to put shorts on Jade, which goes against her life views, but that's fine. You know, I gotta keep this, gotta keep this G rated for the kids. But you know, it, it's it, it it's a thing where like it makes complete sense in in the world that this is based on. I mean, even in, in Archie, it would it would have made sense, but. As, as it's been confirmed, also to go back, as it's also been confirmed that the comic book will use the two-world plotline that is in the games, just never actually said out loud. So in a sense, that that's why, we, you know, Eggman is in this, but you won't see humans in this world because it's only animals. Which again, it's one of those things where it's like, Sega, maybe you should just stop stop speaking. Just, 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 <laughs> just, let us, uh, let us just take over it's fine yeah. but um, um, I am a big fan of of Knuckles looking angry and just punching the crap out of people and Jennifer Hernandez draws that better than almost anyone so there are a lot of panels of just Knuckles because I was you know it game Knuckles uh, not to the extent of Boom of course sometimes not treated like kind of somewhat of, of an idiot and so but anytime he can just use his strength to you know Destroy people. I, right. I am. I am more for. I am more for. Um, there are some really good. There are some really good like pages with really good um, uh, line variation. So like the the difference between like the thickness of lines to indicate depth. Like where we first see uh, rough and tumble getting fanned by uh, Jennifer Hernandez's OCs. You, you you can tell that there's there's like this attention to detail to that um it's it it doesn't happen all the way throughout but sometimes it's it's really sometimes it's really on point and sometimes um sometimes the 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 lines are a little thick for my taste uh but there are some really good pages that I, would show actually, it. I would actually say the the i think the best example of that jonathan it's the final panel when sonic and knuckles defeat Rough and tumble. Please forgive me. I forget who is who. <laughs> so if if I'm wrong at this, it's in in the background. You have Sonic. I'm gonna say kicking tumble, and in the foreground, it's Knuckles punching out rough. And Sonic and and tumble are drawn with very thin inks, and Knuckles and rough are thicker, which is a, a good right. a good showcase of that. Yeah. So it's it's uh, some of it's a, a little inconsistent, but she does a really good job on like a, 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 uh, some of the pages, and it, it, like it's it's really it's really well done. Again, if you, um, if you thought issues two inks was too thin, Jennifer Nana's got you covered. Right, issue three, it's all good. It's all good in the hood. I mean, it, it's again, it's in terms of its basic plot, and it's not it's not a. I wouldn't say it's any deeper than issues one or two. It's just I like the fact that this. We were given new villains. Right. It's kind of there's a new threat. There's a new dynamic to this issue. And again, uh, it's got my, my boy Knuckles in it. It's got my boy Knuckles messing some some fools up, which oh, um, yeah. I'm, I'm always uh, a fan of. And, and we get to see some nice some nice wrist action. And again, Ian providing some context and explanation for things in the games that don't make any sense. Right. Like why are there wisps from the Lost Hex? Don't make any sense. Ian Flynn fixes it. That's why he's my, my Lord and Savior. Yep. Ian Finn, Ian Finn does not believe in trickle down Sonicnomics. Uh, <laughs> so my final thoughts on this are that once again we get, you know, good character moments. 
Uh, it's great to have um, Jennifer Hernandez back. Yes, it's, yes. I I welcome wholeheartedly Heather Breckel into the fold. I uh, I mm. love Rough and Tumble. Yes, um, yes, yes. I'm I'm happy that we are getting you know some new comic additions, especially villain wise. Because John Sonic is just excited about the new blood, new blood, <laughs> new blood, Sonic. So especially, uh, especially since Sonic really just has Eggman in the games as the main, like the the main threat. Sure, you have like the it, Sinister Six, Secret Six. In, con- in, uh, in context, of, in context Deadly of the Sonic games, Deadly Six. Um, Egg- Eggman is really the only he, he's the main villain right. you don't really get returning villains aside from someone like Metal Sonic who works for Eggman there isn't like it's not like Spider-Man where right. you have like Dr. Octopus one week or maybe Green Goblin comes back it's I mean, and yes there are other villains in Sonic but they tend to just be used well, one time right. unless it's rip unless it's um, you know something like Generations, where there's time travel, or there's forces, where they're remade for some reason. Look, it's chaos, but you don't do anything with him. Yay! So, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing that I appreciate, is that the the promise of recurring other villains. Bobo? Yeah, I mean, this was, I I agree with you guys, this was my favorite issue of the first four. Um, Jennifer Hernandez, uh, again, just her work, her action lines, the uh, cross-hatching sometimes with the shadowing, her panel layout, everything was just really well done art-wise, and I love uh, Heather Breckel's colors, and I like how, like you guys, there was a little bit more going on this issue right? Um, than issues one and two, <clears throat> on top of the whole, you know, Badnik attack Sonic and a friend, there was a little bit more to it. Um, so yeah, it's really... Good issue. Theodore. Who? Doot. Doot. I mean, I mean, I mean, Alvin. Simon! Um, uh, Jeanette. Dave. Brittany. <laughs> Eleanor. Yogi? The, the, the old lady who looked after the chipettes. Frankenstein. They like the metal. <laughs> oh, they made Frankenstein's monster. Darn it. I, I... I always correct people, and you got me. Aha! The corrector has become the correctee! I'll call this a success. We can go home happy now. Um, yeah, I like this issue. Um, definitely a big fan of Knuckles. So, uh... Nucleus. I like, I like that he survived the transition. <laughs> so you're like... Kill him. <laughs> no more Knuckles. He's nothing but trouble. <laughs> when you think about it, he has he has been nothing but trouble. He knocks down everything. That's not what I meant. But okay. <laughs> um, rough and tumble. Okay, for now. Um, I like I like the idea of the characters. You love Bebop and Rocksteady. I want I want them to I want them to be. I, I hope that they become like a warthog and a rhino. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> um, I just I hope that um, they stick around for a while. Um, you know, obviously, but then are unceremoniously killed <laughs> off with the loss of the hooligans, which I, for one, which I know you guys are worried right. about too, but I'm 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 very upset about. Um, you know, I hope that they could be a suitable replacement for right. the hooligans. Um, I concur. The only thing that I I'm apprehensive about 
is that rough and tumble at this point in time, because I mean, it it is an introductory issue and they're, they're, they're quickly introduced and then dispatched Mm. within a couple pages. Um, I fear that rough and tumble could be another scratch and grounder, which is already filled by Orbot and Cubot Mm -hmm. where someone and the, someone like the hooligans at least had some competency. Well, they also had agency. I think that I think that's the biggest thing that they need is they need agency. Sure, they can work for Eggman every once in a while, but there needs to be a sense of them, you know, being in it for themselves ultimately. Hmm. Orbot and Cubot, Scratch and Grounder, don't have that. They hmm. are just lackeys of Eggman. So that is that is going to be the thing that will hopefully help with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I can see that concern. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. Also, <clears throat> another thing, um, at, at the moment, between the two of them, neither of them have a... Dis- they're not really distinct in their personality. It's kind of like original view of a Rocksteady. Yeah. They're kind of just the same character. And again, as you said, they're introductory, not that many many pages for them. So hopefully in, in the future, right. we can, I'm, I'm sure at some point... If they come back, we'll get one is the smart one and one is the dumber one. Who's you know, there's the standard villain, bulk and skull type of thing. You know, as they would do later on with the reinvention of Bebop and Rocksteady in uh, the uh, 2012 Nickelodeon cartoon. I'm sure at some point we'll get a more uh, we'll get a more dynamic relationship between them, and it would be good for them to come back and pose. A bit more of a threat before I first issue. Um, I'm very, I'm very much looking forward to them. Um, which, which to uh, segue, kind of, is not something I can 100% say for the new character revealed in issue four. So issue four. Let's start off with once again the variant covers. So once again, Tyson Hess. Your B cover is going to be uh, Evan Stanley and Matt Herms. Mm-hmm. You're uh, going to have another Natalie Fondrain. Uh, you have a fourth cover that is once again Tyson Hess. And as you mentioned earlier, it is the same. The first promo image reveal. Right. It is the first that, promo. Yeah. Which is strange like I, because you would, you would think we, that would I, be a first, but it, it is. it is like the culmination of collecting those four it's also as as we said it's odd that say the image used for the preview cover which features tangle was not a alternate was not a variant cover yeah that is not a cover at all that would make more sense for this i will also note in the trade that image doesn't show up at all oh well um the one with oh okay okay. yeah the 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 one that was the back cover to previews magazine used as an in-house ad and used as a uh, poster for comic shops that is not in the uh, that is not in the trade. So okay. y- there is unless you get that postcard uh, somehow have a comic shop that will give you a poster or you buy it on eBay. You're not gonna have that unless you I guess get the previews issue too. Um, you have the Sega Shop Evan Stanley cover. So it's uh, in so the second or no. I'm sorry. Let me back up. I wrote this wrong. How dare you? <laughs> so the the Sega Shop variant is um, in the tradition of the 
second printings where you don't have the um, you don't have the background, you just have white, and then you have the characters. Um, that is the Sega Shop exclusive cover. Mm-hmm. So when they came time for a second, they needed a second printing. They actually have a unique second printing cover of uh, a uh, just a colorless like white background and uh, colorless like just a white background and it's Tangle hanging off the Sonic logo and shaking Sonic's hand with a little bit of little bit of like a a, a ground. I'll also oh, note I like that image. I like that image. It's really good. Nice. If you buy the uh, if you buy the trade, it's not in there either. Treachery. So, a foot. as far as I know, those are the only two images, like two, two like cover things that are not included in both this. Both so. tango. I think Sega should send us a message. Kill the lemur. Kill the lemur. Kill the lemur. Kill the lemur. No. Okay. Bye. Yeah. I love. Okay. Bye. So. Fallout Part 4, written by Ian Flynn, art by Evan Stanley, colors by Matt Herms, and letters by Corey Breen. Our no, final... I was Because it is noted in the um, credits for some reason, all four issues published by Greg Goldstein. I don't think we mentioned that's that. The, yeah, that's the publisher. So like how Archie Comics, I think at the time, was Barry Goldwater. Um... Yeah, do you want me to mention the publisher? It's in the credits. I I mean, I can. I, I, I'm i sorry. Well, I think, though, you Jonathan, should be. Your first, your first time at the wheel. <laughs> very, very disappointed. How we never you... we never mentioned the publisher before. We How did you? We, we did it, but Archie never made a moment Season of the two, Jonathan. <laughs> yes, he, yes, they did. Season two. Yes, they did. Whole new shtick. Publisher. You trying to take my fat guy shtick? <laughs> Don't make this a joke. Publisher. Don't make it an obscure joke that no one's going to get outside this fan friend group. Barry Goldschmier. Barry Goldschmier is very important to the Sonic franchise. You're, comp- <laughs> you're saying the Archie one, but wrong. Am I? I don't know, I don't because know, you didn't I tell me who it was. I'm sorry. Um, Alan Guinness. Who's him? Who is it? Alec Guinness, Obi Wan Kenobi. At least Barry Goldschmidt was, was closer. So when you say who published so the Hedge of Combat, your first thought was Obi Wan Kenobi. Well, I mean, I sure. was my only hope once there was no more Archie. So I mean, I can see a connection. But I was too good. I say it's nothing but a compliment for. He's got a blue light saber. What's his name? Greg Goldstein. Greg Goldstein. Thank you. Publisher. (laughs) (laughs) Barry Goldschmidt. (laughs) I'd like to have some Goldschmidt. That sounds like something that was worth it. Season two of Sonic Says, special thanks to Barry (laughs) Goldschmidt. Can that be the name of this episode? That's our publisher. I'm going to put that in the quest for every episode now. (laughs) Special thanks to Barry Goldschmidt. You won't. Here I won't. <laughs> Take it away, Jono. Our final issue in this arc begins with Sonic running towards another village, this time on a hill. A giant buzz bomber is dispatching badniks as Sonic races forward. Sonic enters the town to chaos. Not the character, the concept. The, 
and fears that he may not be enough. I had to. I had to specify. <laughs> I had to specify. We could just not use the word chaos in that. My vocabulary is <laughs> not that strong. His vocabulary is only solid beans. <laughs> Um, he ran into a town that's very biolicious. It was very. I don't, I don't know how else to explain it. It was very wispy. <laughs> TM copyright. We uh, transform in yes. <laughs> Transform into someone who can read. <laughs> now I'm Alec Guinness. <laughs> and fears that he may not be enough to turn the tide. But as Sonic turns the corner, we meet Tangled the Lemur, our next c- new comic character. I'm not going to c- commit to this. Using you very tail- <laughs> Using a tail in fantastic ways by stretching. I don't know. Don't judge Barry Goldsmear. He's a very nice guy. He's our publisher. This is why our episodes last three hours. <laughs> Lord. And twisting it to defeat uh, the oncoming Eggpons, Sonic and Table. Table, Sonic and Table, cousin to chair. Did you say Sonic and Table calls a chair? I said cousin to chair, the villain. Hello, I'm I'm Table to chair. That's my cousin, chair the table. It's very confusing. My Sonic OCs. Finally, <laughs> oh, what? Someone drew Lazarus. Someone drew Someone drew. You know. If if someone wants to wants a more of a hand in winning that exclusive, draw Blood Sonic with table the chair and chair the table. Deep cut the references, kids. <laughs> Sonic and Tangle introduce themselves to each other and continue the fight. Things turn a, uh, turn a little as the two get surrounded by uh, and a giant motorbug tank rolls towards them. But just in the nick of time, Blaze the Cat sweeps up some of the surrounding egg ponds in a fiery whirlwind. <clears throat> they all team up to take down more of the horde while also showing off their powers. Realizing that they need to take down the Buzz Bomber dropship, Tangle flings Sonic and Blaze into the air, where Blaze throws Sonic into the Buzz Bomber, taking out its cargo. Blaze finishes off the ship with a Kamehameha-like fireball. As things calm down, Blaze explains that the Soul Emeralds told her to come, come while Sonic explains forces in less than 20 words. Blaze and Tangle decide to clean up while Sonic moves forward. Our final page shows our, shows our first look at Dr. Eggman in the series. Eggman watches as a child cry over his broken wagon while saying ominously that he will fix everything. Do-do-do. Um, <clears throat> Let so, me say, this is my favorite issue. Okay. You're um, wrong, but that, that's fine. No, no. Um, this is, this is, it, it, it's a good issue. I Evan Stanley, fantastic artist. We've we said it before on, on the last season of Sis, but her artwork, specifically with Sonic, always made him look three-dimensional. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's almost as if she had, like, she was, like, like, like rendering images of Sonic and then drew over it. You know, like, it, it, the way, the way she draws his spikes makes him look more three-dimensional than anyone else. And she draws Eggman, too. I, I like oh, yeah. I, I love <clears throat> the way she does Eggman. I'm glad that no, she... She always puts more detail into his mustache than most right. other artists do. It makes it look really, really bushy. 
It's bougie mojlage. Bougie. It's bougie mojlage. Um, so <laughs> it's, it's very bougie. Bougie. Bougie mojlage. But um, hello, I'm bougie the mustache. Um, but it's you know this the artwork in this issue is incredible. Our boy Matty Holmes, Conqueror of Colors, um, is back. Especially when when you get to when Blaze comes in, I start using mm. her fire. Mm-hmm. Mind blowing, amazingly good coloring right. in this issue. Well, and you can see because. Um, the background color in panels. There's this really nice one where it goes from a yellow to an orange to a red. Like, things are he- heating up. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a it's a really nice uh, gradual thing. Another thing that I, I'd like to point out about Matt Herms is um, he is the only one that consistently colors in the gutter. Yes, and someone on Twitter asked him, I think in issue one, the gutter was all blue. And someone was like, hey, Matt, why'd you do that? And I think Matt Holmes' response was just, I thought it looked good. Right. Because um, <laughs> one of the things that... Because um, Adam Bryce Thomason, too, it's very noticeable going from Matt Herms to him that, oh, there's a bunch of white breaking up mm-hmm. the panels. Um, like, And then it continues with Jennifer Hernandez, but it's not as no- noticeable because if you're rating the trade... They come next to each other, and it kind of. Well, well, I I would so. say with that 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 would be I guess more Heather Breckel's decision because I guess right, yeah, for the coloring, and then obviously Adam Bryce Thomas decided not to do, which is something for say like an arc. That's why it would have been good to have one colorist. Mm-hmm. So then you get either every issue has the white gutter right. or colored gutter. It it it's a thing where when you collect it, it kind of makes it. It, it, it's more noticeable that different right. people walk through Because I didn't issue. notice it when reading the issues. Well, I, I, I remember reading issue one and be, oh, the, it, the gutter isn't white. That, that, right. that's, that's new, you know? Yeah, so I, 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 I very much ap- ap- appreciate uh, that extra uh, that extra amount of ink that uh, Matt Herms is having them pay for. <laughs> but I, 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 like, I, I, I do. I, um... He, uh, his, his things are just so good, or his colors are just so good. Yeah, um, you know, to come into the new, the much publicized new character of, of, uh, Tango de Lima, um, so designed by Tyson Hess, great design. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love the design. When they were promoting her, they said her character would be like if a, if a Sonic fan became a character. And maybe, maybe 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 this is just me. I don't get that. From <laughs> what? Just just that idea where it's just like hypercritical of Sonic at every turn. <laughs> <laughs> You're not as good as you once were. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. We just we just met. Who Where are, are the you? hooligans? The what now? Where are the hooligans? <laughs> it, it's a thing. Was just like I wish that was her character. That would have been fantastic. It, it's a thing. Was like. You know, if if you were to go in, because she doesn't really, there's no, she doesn't know who he is when they first meet. Right. So it's like, Which I don't... Which is strange, because in the first issue, it's very clear that people, people know, know who Sonic is. Um, so it, it's a weird thing where it's just like, the way they were promoting her, I don't feel correlates to how she is in the issue. She has, she has a great design, but aside from just being, you know, a, obviously a, a competent fighter... And friendly. Mm-hmm. I don't get much of her character in this. She's just... It's a good person. Yeah. The, the, the 
the she's a fan of Sonic. But actually, it, that would fit far more with with Blaze. Yeah, she totally... acts she acts like a like a fangirl for Blaze, who she just meets. I ship it. I think I think I think that's kind of cute. Like she's kind of like I I I don't know why I go like a little bit of a step forward, but you know, I, I think uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I ship weird it. Weird noises. I ship it. But I mean, so again, <laughs> it's just it's the thing. It's weird how slight spoiler for an upcoming issue. But of the three characters, the three new characters, I'm going to count Rough and Tumble as one character. Because okay. for intents and purposes, they kind of were in issue three. Right. Uh, Rough and Tumble, Tangle, and as we will see in issue eight, Whisper, Tangle is, is my least favorite of the three new characters into. So that's why I think she has the the least amount of of character. I mean, Rough and Tumble are pretty one note, but at least they pose like a threat. There's a challenge right. to... The heroes. Tango is just she's like she's just a, another hero, which is right. which is fine. And then Whisper there's as there's a as, as noted by Sonic in that issue, gets spoiled for issue eight. There's 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 a mystery of like what did what did Eggman do to you? Right. To make her act the way she does. And so that's right off the bat I'm like, give me more Whisper please. Like just awesome character. Right. Tango I'm like, you know, I'm not like I hate Tango, but if she never came back I wouldn't Shed a tear. I'll just say that right off the bat. I will get you know awesome, awesome design though. Like it's like I wish this was an option in Forces. Yeah, to have a character look like like a Lima character with like this and the the choice for um for clothing. I love this like the the way the colors meld together. It's a do great you, visual. Do you feel like it's? I don't know. I I feel like maybe. Do you think it's a little bit of a Kill Bill? The yellow, black. I don't know. No, no, because okay. it's, uh, it's more, it's more, uh, it's majority black. Where uh, okay. Kill Bill is majority yellow. You're right. Um, I will say that I, I like Tangle, but again, I it's don't not, hate those, it's yes. not, it's not necessarily for the character. I feel like um, she doesn't match with what was being sold. I like the, I like the concept uh, and what she can physically do because she has that power with her tail. It doesn't always make sense to me in the and story, in the, the graphic, the tail grows. in the graphic sta- storytelling, which is, is not, that's not what I'm like, what? What I'm talking about is there's this, this um, progression of panels where she is walking and there are these eggplants and she's kind of just laying her tail out. So, I'm mm. like, well, how are the egg ponds really stupid and they're just walking over the tail and getting stuck? But she's she's laying her tail out instead of, like, moving her tail to get between these legs. And then she's pulling it to make them, like, fly off. Um, so that was, that was a little... That, that was something that I, um, I was a little confused by. But <coughs> Evan has this really great page where she shows Tangle wrapping her tail around this... Um, so, like I said, there's this giant tank motobug. Kind of reminds me of a hiss tank from G.I. Joe. Um, she wraps her tail around this claw, and she rips the claw off to throw it at another hiss tank motobug and make it explode. And I love that. It looked so good. Like, I I wish that she was an option so I could, you know, <clears throat> utilize that power. Like, I think, I think that... Um, I think like the idea of the gameplay is 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 an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Like what she can do is what I'm most interested in, I guess, right now. 
again, great, no complaints on the visual or like how she's used for combat. Um, I, I just, I don't have a grasp on who she is as a character. You know, what do you think, Theodore? For Tangle, I don't have that much of an opinion, honestly. I kind of feel the same way that you do. Um, she's okay. I think the I think the issue here is that, um, so when you think of the way that this arc has been structured so far, it's kind of obvious to me that Sega didn't have enough faith in Tangle. To give her her own issue. It would have been better if it was just Tangle. Yeah. Because you get so too much of a focus on Blaze. Because Blaze has a more <laughs> dynamic um, effect on the battle. Where... Yeah. Where um, she Tangle hands. comes in. Yeah. Tangle comes in. Has her little... Like, you know, this is how she fights. This is what she does. Then she helps Sonic and Blaze get to the... Mm-hmm. Um, the battleship, but then Blaze and Sonic are the ones that do the big, like, you know, this is how we end the battle. Right. And so even though this was advertised as, like, tough, as, as Tangle's, um, like, debut issue, and Tangle is, like, was, like, focused for the early promotion and stuff mm-hmm. like that, Tangle doesn't get her, um, moment in the spotlight. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, like, I really felt that. I, I almost feel like, in context of how this arc was structured, I almost feel like uh, they should have, if they should have made a Blaze issue and given Tango her own issue, in, in kind of a way, I think it would have worked better, kind of like Whisper, because Whis- Whisper is, is the reverse. The, again, it's like Sport of Rishiway, but... That issue starts of it's it's a Sonic and Silver team up, mm-hmm. and then Whisper mm-hmm. is halfway through, and then she becomes the focus. Right. Something like that would have been better. Maybe if they reversed it, where he met Blaze first, and then Tangle is the one who kind of helps turn the tide. Um, again, it's just like you could remove, really realistically speaking, you could remove Tangle from this story, and not much changes. Yeah. Um, so in that regard, again, um, the fan base has really embraced it, which is great because you know you know they've. The fan base and places like, like Arby's, Arby's social media, have embraced this comic book character in a way that almost no Archie comic only character has been right. embraced by, by the fan base. Um, except for maybe Scourge, but um, well, I think that's all. I think that's all. Just the promotion, the fact that like, she was so heavily promoted, really, yeah. Which is it, 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 it's great, but again, it I feel um, I, I kind of on this end, I kind of have to. I don't want to say lay the blame, but it kind of, I think that it kind of falls more on the Ian's wheelhouse. The fact that I don't really get a sense of who this is. It's it's unlike so like it's with, with Knuckles' story, you can tell that's Knuckles. You right. know? Amy and Amy tells that tells. You could you could have wiped out Tangle and just put in any kind of any other character because just friendly, nice Lima. She she felt kind of like the the first militia guy we met in issue one. Yes, like, if, 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 if he was more competent and stayed around for the whole right. issue, that's kind of how he, he was. So, you know, I hope, hope she comes back and um, maybe bring out that more of that fangirl thing that they talked about, or maybe just have a really, really devoted uh, to Blaze, my OTP. Um, and then, you know, that's... currently I just, I get no reaction from Tangle the way I do with 
rough and tumble and um, and whisper. But Bobby, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree with you. So you guys. two are just world for speed here. Just, just playing the same thing as we do. What? <laughs> <laughs> I had more to this than he. Good point. So, no, you, you did. You actually had that more. Are you freaking <laughs> kidding me? The one time that I feel like I contribute some of the Sonic says, and you just poop all over me. Take me oh, down. Let's not talk about poop. Okay, you just. Oh crap! All over me. <laughs> yeah, this is why we should do these before two arcs come out because then people will listen to this. This is also I want to remind you. This is an ad for these comics. Go out and buy these comics. Don't don't just yet. Yeah. Uh, this but, is this is an ad for the comic book. Which is an ad for the game series. Which is an ad for, for Jesus. For, for, for Trickle Down Sonicomics. Yeah. Trickle Down Sonic Comics. Trickle Down Sonic Comics! That's even better! <laughs> <laughs> I think we found what this episode's gonna be called. Boys Trickle Down Sonic Comics. Um I wanna gush about Evan Stanley. I Please love do. Evan Stanley. So what? Um, I We're trying to get her back on the show as well at some point. I think that's why this is my favorite out of the first four. I oh, just based purely on the art, mostly. And you know, I I like seeing Tangle. Like I, which again, like, that's the art. Yes. So, and there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting concepts coming in with the art. The, oh man, there's this one because I really love the giant tank motobug. Yes. But she does she does something with the cannons from that his tank motobug where it shoots at these egg pawns missing Sonic and Tangle and it kind of like melts them. And I, I really like that. Um her faces, like she does this little like mew face for, for Sonic. Um there's that weird like face that she does when he enters that giant buzz bomber, which I really oh love God. too. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, this face. You know what? <laughs> Every time I look at that, for some reason, and I don't know why, I know we brought them up a bit earlier ago, but I see that face, uh, I just think of Alvin from Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> don't ask me why. I just see Alvin in that in that third panel. Are you going to get an Alvin commission from uh, Stanley? I love that. Yeah, the yeah. swirling eyes. I love yeah. that. I just... How she does the action for this... I, I I can't get enough. I want to see a full arc with her. Like I uh, yeah yeah yeah. I um like her and Matt Herms. How Matt Herms adds the like the atmosphere. Like this mm. the the beginning splash page is because yes it's it's um <clears throat> Sonic goes from town to town. This I'm going to argue is the most unique town out of the bunch like the whole like the whole he's running towards and up the hill um there's that that sense of what time of the day through the coloring there's uh it, it's just i would this, argue this though, so many things i would right argue though with that jonathan i mean yes the, the, the first page looks like it gives it a nice look but once right. you get from like page four you really don't see the town you see, like a floor, right. and most of the backgrounds are like either fire or like a flat color. So you don't, you don't, you kind of unlike with issues one and two, you kind of lose that aspect of in the town with this with this one in the trash. What's the job? No, no, like I, yeah, I, I see, I see, I, I see what you're saying. I guess 
I was so enamored with an excellent splash. Speaking page. of, oh, look at this tangle! I love this tangle where she's like yeah, in the yeah. corner and her really eyes are bugging. Really well, I would say like it, not the um, the first page, the first splash page. If you were, if you were to remove the giant uh, buzz, bomb. buzz bomb at the front and like make make the town a bit bigger. This should almost, to me, look like a castle painting image. Of, like, uh, Sonic going up to that castle Um So I think Final Thoughts for issue four, you know, I like it. Um, I don't really have an internal ranking for issues one, two, and four, because I like three the best. I think one, two, and four are kind of uh, of similar quality. Um, I Are like you asking it. us to rank them? No, I, I said for me, I said internally, I don't have a... a it's, it's like three... And then the rest underneath. Okay. Um, uh, I, you know, I it's it's fun actually. I will say one, one slight criticism, and one reason why I like issue three the most is in issues one, two, and four. So many pages are just devoted to like destroying robots. Yeah. That in terms of there's there's much less actual narrative of, of a story. In issues one, two, and three, I mean, issues one, two, four. Admittedly, in every issue, it, we are treated to gorgeous-looking artwork. So I don't, I don't have a problem with the artwork. It's the fact that there's when you have three pages of of Sonic destroying robots, that's three pages less of an actual story we're getting. Well, and I think that's why I like it maybe more than one and two because. With the addition of Tangle, you get these. You know, you know how Tails and Sonic do. Mm-hmm. It's it's nice to see the the um, Sonic Four double team spin yeah, dash. Yeah. Um, it's nice to see like the croquet ball from issue two, which I think might be original from that. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm sure um, they did that. Not I, I think point, they might have, but I can't remember. But. Tangle's a completely new concept. And to see that visually, or a completely new for this, um, and to see that visually is, you know, to me, interesting um, and, uh, like, engages me. I, I, oh, true, so. but again, I'll raise you in issue three, somebody farts on Knuckles. We've never seen that before. I don't, know, I don't know what you're typing into Google, because, you know... Checkmate. He's flipped the table. We're done now. Chest floor! <laughs> In the trash. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, so, uh, you two lesser people, Final Four, <laughs> Second class citizens. Wow. <laughs> I would say if I had to rank them... I would probably go four, three, two, one. Oh, really? Yeah. Four is the best. Three. Oh. Yeah. Now that I'm once again going through this again and really kind of like taking it all in and stuff. Um, yeah, I would say I probably like four the best also conceptually with the with the bad nicks, which I love the bad nicks. Um, Just the size and what what they're doing with them as yeah. like vehicles. Conceptually, it's th- so cool. Yeah, that's the one thing that I, I felt was that would would have been really cool. <laughs> and I know that that logically it probably can't do this, but um have the the Buzz Bomber air the uh, airship mm-hmm. do the thing that the Buzz Bombers actually do. Have like a more like 
you know, powerful, like, stinger. Laser. Yeah, sting mm-hmm. laser. Something like that. That would have been cool. Like, maybe that's that's right before Blaze, like, shot it out of the air. Shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I wanted to... Instead of... Instead of the airships we get... I, I'm going to assume we get for the third arc, third arc in quotes... I'd like to see a bunch of these buzz bombers doing exactly like that. <laughs> like that's what I want to see. I yeah. love this. Um, yeah, like I said, even though that that uh, <coughs> Tangle doesn't get her moment to shine, um, you know, it, we'll see what happens with Tangle. But yeah, she's on the co- she's on the cover for nine, so she's coming back. We'll see. Um, yeah. So overall. Yeah, it's it's a little less in depth storytelling wise that I'm I'm used to, but we can chalk that up to being a new arc, being an introductory arc, um, stuff like that. Right. Uh, no fault, no fault of Ian. Just these are the kinds of steps that you have to take when you're writing a new. You're trying uh, to get people on board. Yeah, exactly. So, Babu. Yeah, I mean, I... Really Thank you, Bobby, for your uh, time. Uh, this is uh, this song says, and bye. Bye-bye, uh, Gory... What's his name? Barry, Barry Goldschmier. Cool. Barry Goldschmier. <laughs> Special thanks to him. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I really... I, I would probably rank three as my favorite, but then four to one. Hmm. Um, I... Wow, all this one in last place, man. See, I... 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 I, really, I, 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 I I, would, I don't want to say my my. I would I'm not going to do it. I refuse. I'm not. Gonna you know what? Mm-hmm. Say it. It's just because of how light on story one was. I mean, I, I love the art and the characterization right. and everything about it. It just the other three issues had just a little bit more to it. You know, okay. especially three. I might go three, one, two, four. Really. Mm-hmm. It yes. was a contrarian. Four, and I mean, it had Eggman at the end. So I mean, I, again, that, I'm, I'm not saying that I hate any of the issues, just that if I had to give him some kind of arbitrary YouTube ranking system, it would be, be <laughs> three. Hashtag, uh, 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 yeah, yeah, auditory? What? Mandatory? Auditory? I don't know. Never mind. See, so yeah, it's good. Okay. <laughs> See, so, so as, as the arc as a whole, um, to sum up, you know, I think it's 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 a, it's a good it's a good first arc. Um, as TJ said, um, it's a it's a bit light on story, and as we mentioned earlier, it, it kind of has parallels to the first arc of Sonic Universe, where it doesn't feel like a a uh, story told over four issues, rather just that four separate uh, stories <laughs> that happen to just be part of a kind of overarching narrative, mm. which will pick up more. Um, in the next issue, um, it, it worked well. I think for a starting for a brand new series that it's not a reboot. Like Archie had a reboot. I think it, it kind of made sense to kind of uh, have uh, readers come in, you know, slowly but surely to the world, the overarching world of of Sonic, and having the issues where there's a new friend in this issue makes sense. Um, I, I can also see why they would introduce a new character and then. The first four issues again. I wish he could have done, would have done a bit more. But um, I liked it. Um, you know, again, if we were the, if we were to include everything Ian's ever written in terms of like ranking where this arc would take place, this might just in context of what Ian's done. Um, 
just because it is it is fairly light on story i might rank it no it's not i don't think it's his best um arc but again it's 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 unfair to to say put out something like champions which is you have all this establishment i mean yes going into this book we know who these characters are, and IDW, they're, they're counting on you two, because they don't really give you much backstory, but, um, in, in, yeah, I, I understand where they, they, you know, I think Ian has said the first year or so, is going to be, kind of just, slight world building, to let people know where things are, what have you, and then they can go in, to start doing, some of the more, kind of crazier, slash fun arcs, like, uh, like Champions, or like Scourge Lockdown, <laughs> where you need a bit of, you need a bit of history before you can get into that right. stuff, so it's not entirely fair to to uh, compare this to some of those arcs. But um, I think as as the IDW series progresses, depending on where it goes, um, this this may not be an arc I come back to too often because it's you know it is just Sonic and Insert Friend here the defeat Badniks slash Rough and Tumble. It's, it's, you know, it's, there's, Ian gives each character, minus Tangle, sorry Ian, uh, gives each character, I, I feel, a lot of nice little moments where you get a good sense, sense of who they are, there's some nice jokes, <clears throat> there's some nice uh, world building slash retcon and things that, that did not make sense in previous Sonic games, and every issue <clears throat> um, looks fantastic, so overall I, I am very happy with this, um, you know, I'm glad that Sonic. I'm glad that Sonic did not die with um, Archie. Yeah, and that uh, I great. I greatly look forward to what's next. And at the time of this recording, we already know what the second third of, of year one is, and I'm very happy with it so far. Um, so overall, I am very happy, and I I uh, recommend people go and get it. This point, it'd probably just be the trade. Um, I think some stores might have. So, so yeah, I it, think it's been a while. So pa- stores might have. Packrat still has a few <clears throat> straggling issues from one to four. But and since there were multiple printings of one through four, it, it's probably more likely that you could get a physical issue. But at this point, you know, if you haven't already, you know, subscribe through your comic shop. If you have a comic shop, mm-hmm. I know that's hard to come by. Uh, in some areas, um, sadly, IDW doesn't have a shipping, yeah, shipping thing odd. like Archie, uh, Archie. But this is, you know, this is all available to buy on digital platforms. But those don't count. So if you buy digital only, <clears throat> you are responsible for the death of the comic industry. Wah, yeah. Wah, well, wah. and the other thing is, IDW does really well with digital sales, extremely well. Uh, Transformers, my favorite Transformers series, does exceptionally well and like um, sells like in the top ten sometimes through digital on like Comixology and those platforms. So hmm. I, I think IDW might pay more attention to that than others, but still industry. I would say wise, so because it seems like because I mean you take. You take more of a hit on your bottom line right. when you publish a um, licensed book, um, and it does seem like, um, I mean, obviously not based on the numbers we were looking at earlier, but um, I think I looked at your Transformers books one time, 
and I saw what the physical sales were, and I was it's it was, I was it impressed was either that, about or a little above Sonic, I think. That's not what I saw. Oh, what did you see? Well, I mean, it was a while ago that I looked. at <laughs> They sold ten issues in a whole month. It was it was pretty six of them with Jonathan. <laughs> it was it was a pretty low figure from what I remember, um, but I do remember having that conversation with you, and you said that that they do sell well. Um, uh, digitally, so yeah. I think you're right that IDW probably does take into account digital sales because, I mean, from what I saw at that time, right. it, it didn't make sense for me to that it justified having that book, keeping that book around. But obviously, it did. Mm-hmm. This is, I mean, it's still, I mean, they still right. have a I mean, the, book. So the universe is ending, but it's not because of sales. Yeah. Um, also, I think the lesson of the story is consume any way you can. Consume, <laughs> consume. Go to three different Spencers in one day, <laughs> and then puke in your car. Um, so, Bobby, thoughts on the first arc? Yeah, I mean, I it wasn't. It was pretty light on story. It wasn't one of my favorites, but um, I do like five through eight a lot better than one <clears> through four. Um, but in terms of starting. A new series, especially coming off of uh, Continuing Forces, which, from <laughs> what I can see story-wise, is not that great. Interesting so, choice uh, to do that. Yeah, Ian, with what he had to work with and continue off of, he's doing a great job. I don't think... I don't think that they... I don't think anyone really expected, for some reason... I think everyone expected forces to be better, or be received better. Or be received right. better, yeah. 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 So I, I think that's part of it, and I think that's part of why probably the editorial team and Ian decided to go with it because it's like, oh, this is a direction that Sega's going for. And, well, story wise, there's a little bit more there as well. To <clears throat> there's a clear there's a clear universe out right. of forces. Yeah, mm-hmm. compared to like colors or you know previous games. Yeah. So yeah, well, I mean, Forces it is the only one of the only games where there's like you could pick up the story afterwards and and forward it because like in Colors, everything goes away and like they're back on their home planet and there's nothing really to tie up in that sense. And right. you know, Forces very much ends on a the battle's over, but now we have to clean up. Right. And someone's like, "No, I'm okay. Bye," and runs away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it makes sense what they're doing, and it, it's a really strong start that just gets better after the first four issues. Mm. And art-wise, all four issues are beautifully done, right. too. So. And then all? Pretty much already gave my thoughts on the arc as a whole. So glad you're here. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> hey, TJ, want to watch Tusk again? No. <laughs> no! No, 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 no! <laughs> so, I mean, um, we've been going for three hours, yeah. which... Was not oh, crap. Plan. Was not our plan for this. Um, so I think that... No, I think we should end it here yeah. before we... Uh, this has been Sa- Sonic Says, a production of FTCR, brought to you by Barry Goldschmier, <laughs> publisher-in-chief. <laughs> Thank you for watching. Please like, subscribe, and comment on this video. Keep in mind our ongoing contests, and we'll see you at Sonic and Sega Fan Jam on November 10th. Hey, I have been FTA. I've been T-Bay.
I'm Jono. I'm formerly the anti-guardian, but now You are Baku, not Prince. So. You do not get to describe yourself as that. The scrub formerly known as the anti-guardian. Um, please, uh, you know, check us out if you're not familiar with FTCR. Please check us out at uh, findthecomputerum.com. Or if you no, just, no, no, oh, no, if no, you no. Did, Found. Or, oh, yeah, it's goodbye. I forgot my, my website. Founddecomputerum.com. Or if you just care about this podcast, sonicsays.com. Remember, we will have uh, blogs up there as well. The, the plan is, and Jonathan has graciously um, agreed to do this, every episode we upload... We'll have a companion blog with uh, brief information about the issues. And for episodes like this, there'll be pictures of some of the uh, exclusive merchandise and images and what have you. So, um, thank you so much. The next episode is going to be... Significantly uh, shorter. Significantly shorter. And it's going to be... Finally, we will be tackling Sonic the Comic. So, uh, until then, um, bye. Sonic Says is an FTCR podcast. This show is produced by Gareth FTA Spriggs and Jono. Our theme music is by Johnny Carrizo. Our production artwork is produced by D. Terrence. And our logo was made by Carto89. For more information about the show, to download all of our episodes, and to read the blog we make for each episode, please visit sonicsays.com. If I had to choose between subscribing to an FTCR podcast, or giving it a five-star review, or owning a tank, I'd have to think about it.